Dalimar, I choose you. No, not that one. Okay. How about Valimar, transform and roll out? No, that one doesn't work either. Hmm. Maybe... Valimar, it's morphin' time! Master, is this really necessary? What do you mean? I'm an ancient weapon of battle. A divine knight. Summoning me with a catchphrase seems demeaning. The way I see it, it honors your awesomeness. Really? Yeah, it should pump you up for battle. Master, you're reaching here. Let's just keep going. I'm sure something will feel right. (sighs) Fine. Okay, what if... Yeah, Thalamar, by the power of Grayskull! I'm sure the Azure Knight doesn't have to endure this crap. Meanwhile, at the Imperial Liberation front base... Go, go, Gadget Ordeen! In the early 2000s, Kelly Ryan and Matt Mason were sent to backlog prison for the crime of owning too many games. These RP gamers promptly escaped with help from their staff to the internet underground. Today, still drowning in unplayed games, they survive as podcasters with no fortune. If you have a backlog, if no one else can help, well, you've already found them. It's our A-Team of RPG Backtrack. Welcome to RPG Backtrack, your regular deep dive into your favorite RPGs. We are a production of RPGamer.com, bringing you such fine podcasts like RPG Cast for your news, Q&A Quest for your feedback, and we are here for your nostalgia. I am your host, Kelly Ryan, and the Valimar to Myrene, my podcast partner in crime, Mr. Matt Mason. Yeah, with an intro like that, I don't know if this is appropriate, but... There's a there's a head pat for you. Okay. Ha 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 ha. Uh, does doesn't hide my pain, but that's no. okay. Um, jo- joining us this, uh, joining us this week is Mr. Josh Carpenter. Hey hey. And Mr. Pascal Takaya. Hello, head pats for you. Head pats for you. Yay! And, and if the hints weren't clear, we are getting into another Trails game this week. Yes, laying down some more cold steel. Um, appropriate, given that like literally today they announced a release for the English uh, version of Crossbell or Trails from Zero. Yeah. Yes. So uh, that I, will I, be that will be interesting to talk about in two years. <laughs> Give or take. It's going to take that long take. to get to it. Yeah. <laughs> By that point, I will have forgotten most of it again. <laughs> Oh, you're not doing a replay? Uh, I'll probably try. I'll probably try. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) Because if you start in September, you'll have talked to all the NPCs and just made it by the time the two-year deadline. Well, you know what? You know what? I don't want to give too many spoilers away about Crossbow, like none, but it takes place in a single city. There's not that many NPCs compared to the other games. Mm-hmm. That that is true. That I mean, that's what I've heard. Um, I dove into Crossbow. Doesn't stop them from ha- having like a hundred lines each, but you know. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. Probably probably no less dialogue, but at least you 
at least you'll get to know the guy. So, yeah, um, that's probably why it takes so long for Kiseki games to come out in the U.S. Because, my God, they've got a lot of dialogue to get through. And Hey, you know, give some people a good job. Job security here. Yep. You know, if there's... Right, except if I recall correctly from the credits, um, Trail Cold Steel 2 was, was localized by two people. <laughs> wow. That's so wow. crazy. That's insane. Well, you know, those two people have some job security. Except yeah, Cold that Steel is... 3 got translated by somebody else, though, right? Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll get into that a lot more. It eventually but... it led to job security for somebody. But, but I am certainly uh, excited to get into this game because... Um, Trails games are just dense with everything. Gameplay, story, music. I mean, th- there's a reason why they're so popular. And yet don't run on Steam Deck. <laughs> well, Falcom's <laughs> known for being kind of peculiar in the way they program stuff. So yeah, maybe well, it'll get I, there someday. Yeah, I well, I did notice a lot, a lot of the Japanese RPGs uh, don't run on Steam Deck. And Alex explained to me it has something to do with how Linux is programmed. Um, well, and, you know, and Steam's special sauce for making Windows games work on Linux, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it, it's, it's all technical stuff. I only barely understand it, but I just was seeing the Steam Deck stuff this week, and I was like, yeah, all these Falcom games, I'm like, that's exactly what I would have wanted to play on that. So, but, but, yeah, but I, don't worry, Kelly, it'll take you six months to get a Steam Deck anyway. It may work by then. <laughs> by, by the time you get one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think my husband Those signed problems up for may one. be fixed. I, don't, I think that he's barely in qu- the quarter two group, give mm-hmm. or take. Yep, that's where I am. <laughs> so, so Gabe's but, not delivering your uh, Steam Deck to your house signed? Afraid not. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that story going around on Twitter. I don't know how I would feel about Gabe. Gabe Newell coming to my house. I I will say, I wasted about six minutes of my life watching that. And there are definitely some that were, like, completely edited because person opened the door. Thanks. Okay. (laughs) Why do you have video cameras? Bye. Shut the door. (laughs) (laughs) I'd make him listen to the Skyrim skit, but I forgot that he hates Can't Count to Three jokes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, sorry Ooh. we're getting off track Trails of Cold Steel 2 um, yes. Excited to play it um, We are going to have a brief musical interlude Then obviously we're chomping at the bit With both parents to talk about it So uh, stick around We'll be right back RPG Backtrack, where we are going to be talking about uh, Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 2, released in Japan on September 25th, 2014, and then in North America and on September 6th, 2016, on the Vita and PS3, and has been ported multiple times since then. 
uh, Windows in 2018, PS4 in 2019. And, uh, whoa, I didn't know this. A Switch port in 2021, but only in Japan. Bah, yeah, bah, bah. That's, that's that Cloud Leopard uh, port that's Japan and Asia only. Yep. Was that one in English? No, it was oh, not. Okay. okay they, no. they knew better than that. <laughs> That yeah, is can you very... imagine they would have had to have a different team translate that? Yeah, because our weird licensing deal. Man, dang it, Falcom, why did you switch licensing? Or, not licensing, uh, localization people. Don't answer that, I actually know the story. But, but um, yeah, this was the last Kiseki game localized by Exceed before uh, their big public breakup with Falcom because of the NIS deal. And I don't know, I don't feel like the localization has taken a dip in quality no i mean a lot of the same people still ended up working on it thanks to mm-hmm. you know so many people freelancing these days on yeah. localization but yeah i i i think it maintained the same sort of feel and quality to it yeah yeah i mean at least we get those sweet collector's editions now i wouldn't have my mishi if it weren't for the change but Still. Fair enough. NIS is very good about parting you from your money for, for little tchotchkes. <laughs> for better and for worse. But, I mean, some, some of that stuff, I still have my Disgaea, uh, Disgaea printy. But I, I digress. Um, Exceed added approximately 11,000 lines of English dialogue for its English release. Uh, <laughs> that That's kind of the difference in the versions. The Windows and PS4 ports even had more voice dialogue because they were actually limited on the original Vita and PS3 versions. I remember them talking about this where the uh, the file sizes had to be exactly the same or it broke the game. So they had oh. to have the, when they were localizing it, some of the, uh, the, the text parts, or some, not the text parts, some of the... Uh, the vocal dialogue, like they would have to have like, you know, like it would have to fit into three seconds. This file could be three seconds long. So you have to get your line in in three seconds. So it matches how long the Japanese file was. Yeah. Don't ever let it be said that voice actors don't do a hell of a lot of work because just thinking about that is causing me stress right now. (laughs) Yeah. That led to a lot of weird parts in this game. Like you'd have like Reen talking to somebody and the other person's line would be voiced, but Reen's wouldn't. And, yeah, that that, or that the was something opposite. in the original one. They like Exceed really couldn't do much anything about. Like that was just kind of a limitation of the way Falcom mm-hmm. had programmed the games. Yeah, because I played on Vita, so I got the little bit weirder. So so yeah, so the later PC and PS4 ports, they added a bunch. Basically, all those awkward scenes where it's nice. just Green Target talking. They added in the other characters, so the the whole scene at least was voiced instead <laughs> of just you know Ring. Yeah, mm-hmm. the I played on the PS4. There, the the most glaring um, instance of this was uh, near the near the end uh, when the whole crew, everybody, goes to Thor's for the first time, and then like the the staff and the students at Thor's come out, and I think every character in that scene is voiced, like all the teachers, all of uh, all of Reen and his his crew, except for Principal Van Dyke, who I think is voiced at some other points in the game, if I recall correctly. But in this scene, he's not. So it's a ton <laughs> of voice dialogue. And then every now and then, one character where it just goes blah, 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 on, on the bottom of the screen. Probably someone they couldn't get back. Like, I, I remember reading about this, like Falcom, like essentially like had a voice budget for the game. 
And instead of spending it, you know, like a lot of games, they spend it on, you know, like we want our main characters in the main scenes to be voiced. Falcom's like, well, we want as many of the, you know, we put so much life into all of these NPCs and characters. We want as many of them to be voiced as possible, even if it's only a couple of lines. So that, that was kind of how their strategy went for, you know, coming up with the voice acting for the Japanese release. And then XE was kind of like hamstrung when they uh, localized it. Yeah. Yeah, it leads to a lot of awkward moments that sort sort of drive me crazy. Um, I th- I believe I complained about this in RPG cast. It's like, my God, guys, pick either voice the scene or don't voice the scene. Um, but now knowing what I know, it's like, well, no wonder it was like that. Um, th- that being said, I I played this on Vita and PS3, doing that early pr- or that primitive version of the Switch thing. The transferring. Yep, uh, I did that as well. <laughs> mainly because I picked up. I mean, I bought the Vita versions brand new to get the collector's items, or the collector's editions, and then picked up the two uh, PS3 versions of the game for like a song on GameStop site. And uh, now I'm glad I did because those PS those PS3 games kind of shot up in price. Weird collecting these days. Yeah, yeah the the PS3 version also had like. It wasn't amazingly better performance, but it definitely performed better than the Vita did. There were some there were some sections of the game that kind of chugged a little bit on Vita. Nothing, you know, nothing unplayable in a turn based game, but oh, it, yeah. was, it mean, was pushing the Vita. <laughs> it, it yeah, it I chugged the whole way through it. <laughs> so but. and I, were the PS4 versions were not compatible with Vita, were they? Uh, I don't believe so. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that's one reason why... I mean, you why could I, stream it to Vita, but... Yeah, because yeah. that was... I think that was one reason why I didn't pick up the PS4 versions at the time, because they were just being released. And, well, one, the, you know, cheaper, and then two, like, I, you know, I want to be able to take this up to bed at night uh, yeah. and play a little bit before bed, and then, you know, play on the big TV later on. And, and then, well, oh, I had pat you to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then there was the other thing I kind of forgot, like that they that actually exceed added in their Windows ports and then got added into the PS4 port where they added the uh, ability to fast forward through battles and between, you know, uh. just like turn up the speed. Uh, like that, that was that was something sick. that Durante added into the PC ports, and then Falcom liked it, and then they added that into the you know the actual PS4 versions of three and four. And I think we've had the speed up thing ever since, and like the regular yep. games without the ports. Yep. The oh. Switch have Switch three and four have the speed up. Yep. Yay! I I got that with Sky two and three um, because I played the what was it the Evolution versions. And I was so excited for that, and then you know, right back down to light to to regular life with the uh, crossbell, and then this. Uh, honestly, if if I was president of video games, I would just make that required in all Japanese RPGs. I don't I don't actually like use that hardly ever, even though I like I recognize the the value of it, but I I don't often find myself taking advantage of it. Mostly in low level areas where battles are so inconsequential that you don't even need them. Uh, well, I mean, trails or or well, Col- I can't. I don't know. Cold Steel has the the feature that you can just um, hit the enemies on the world map with your sword, and they you can skip the battle entirely if you're strong enough. 
Yeah, I couldn't remember you three and like four. You gotta be well over that. Did, did two, one and two have that, or was that a three and four thing? Two had it. You, you okay. had to be a certain level higher. Mm. I mean, I don't often find myself like I didn't find myself going back to areas all that often, to be honest. What? Um, it, That's what we did this whole game. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, like within the, I, I within know, within the title you, itself, right? Um, it, you're right. It you're right. Up like your, I would just hop on a horse or hop on the bike if I was they, back in old levels to go faster through it. Yeah, yeah. The, the airship made it easier to get around. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Airship, yeah. Turbo mode does give you, you really faster close. walking speed too. Mm-hmm. Oh, son of a gun! Yeah, which that's nice. And it um I, it speeds up uh, the the cinematic scenes, like when there's like. There's plenty of scenes where there's like very slow like camera pans and you even if you're skipping dialogue, you sometimes you have to wait for the camera to catch up with the um with the dialogue and it speeds it up for you. Like when Rean looks uh your chosen person up and down in their bathing suit. <laughs> your chosen person. <laughs> and, and yeah, um Hey, let me tell you, you know how many times I hit the start button on my Vita while playing this? Like every S-craft, every spell, cast a spell, hit start. Do an S-craft, hit start, because that would always skip the uh, animation for that. I mean, granted, you were telling me that it was three and four that got really bloated in the gameplay time. But I mean, anything to reduce the gameplay time kind of helps. And not not that I'm trying to rush through the game or anything like that, but... I mean, um, some of these games get a little bit talky and just a little bit, I don't know. Three gets bloated. I was at 100 hours for this one. <laughs> you were at 100 hours for this? Yeah. yeah. I, I, or it was like, last time no I checked. No wonder you're walking clock, around chopping things to death. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and still I got stuck at the, during the final <laughs> couple of like bosses. Um, yeah. Last time I remember checking the game clock, it was at 97 and change. And then, wow. and then there was still more past that point. So I would, I would guess about a hundred. Yeah. I, I want to say I was at either this 50 or 60 mark by the time I got through it. I think it was this one where I started being like, okay, I am not going to be trying to a rank every single chapter. I am just doing the side quests that are visible or, um, you know, mm-hmm. part of your little side story thing, and that's it. Because, um, you know, I mean, I I love these games, but I <laughs> didn't want to spend. Did you find next... all of your classmates then? I did find all my classmates, okay. but I okay. felt like that was kind of easy to do. Well, yeah, I mean, they're listed in the. You know, you go to your computer yeah. and they're there. Um, yeah, mine it's... was right around six. Mine was, I I think, almost exactly sixty five hours. It's mostly what gets on my nerves what you was talking about pre-show, Matt, where it's like you have to go to this one time out of the way to find this one NPC to start this quest mm-hmm. where you pretty much have to have a guide open the entire time. And I was getting to where have, having that was stressing me out. And I, I had to be okay with like, you know what, I'm not going to 100% this game and I'm fine with that. Yeah, I mean, to 100% it, you would have to actually play the game uh what like eight times from beginning to end <laughs> something crazy like that oh i think you could save it and probably 100 percent it the second playthrough uh, you can't get all the if um, you make if you make if you sit saves at certain places you can well you can get the trophies sure but like you can't like the um the in-game completion checklist 
only no. awards you one what, what is it one um final bonding event even even if you abuse the the save function like it'll oh, you'll, you'll pop the trophies for it but oh, God. whichever one you do last is the one the game mm-hmm. recognizes for that playthrough so nope if you want to if you want to get 100 the game in game uh yeah you gotta you gotta do i i, I don't know i forget how many Ooh, final characters just, have it, a bonding event quite yeah, a few. i don't know quite nine a of them <laughs> ten of them something Golly. like that enough yeah, I'm not playing it that many. I'm not playing it twice. Sorry, but I'm no. not playing it that many times either. I mean, I am sure that there are some crazy people out there that that they, these games are all they play, and yeah. more power to them. <laughs> well, I mean, and to be fair, there are difficulty options, and you know, if you want to, if you want to experience like the the hardest modes, you can definitely do that on a second playthrough, or, or you can just switch to easy, abuse turbo mode, and fly through, which I guess in this game, flying through would still probably be like 40 hours, but there's that. Now I'm really curious what a trail speed run would be. Not that I want to be the first person to find out what a trail yeah. speed run would Mm-mm. be, but still. Um, so, so yeah, that's just kind of getting into the nitty-gritty of the gameplay. Um, I mean, if, if you play Trails 1, this one kind of I don't want to say it's exactly the same, but yeah. No, uh, the, there there were tweaks to the battle system, but I have forgotten what they were. I remember that they, the, I re, and now I've forgotten. Like I remember, was it magic or was it physical attacks was broken in the first game, and then they tweaked it around in the second game to be slightly less broken. But I I admit it's kind of like been lost to me to, over the years. Um, I know that this was the one that added brave points to the battle so that you could do, or I think you got follow-up attacks, or you got brave points for doing follow-up attacks, and then you could um, spend them all to do basically like a showtime from Persona 5. Yeah, um, yeah you can have like just... three straight attacks. Yeah, you, you, you fill up the, the brave point meter with any action, and, and I believe including taking damage as well. Um, so it's not just with follow-up attacks. And there's two there's two different oh, um, brave point meters. So you fill one up, and then the second one starts to fill, and you, can, and you trade one in for uh, that character that triggered it, and the link character get three, uh, a total of three back-to-back actions immediately. And I think... I think it also um, buffs their attack and defense for three turns. Well, I guess defense wouldn't matter since there's no enemy um, attacks. But I think it does buff their attack damage output for those three turns. It also gives you like a slight heal and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah, there's a couple different things at work there because, you know, you've got your the follow-up attacks where you can do the all-out attack. Um, but then, as Pascal was saying, you've got that other one that you can go in and you can have three straight turns where you're the, doing stuff. The battle system is is so dense. No, there, there's so much to do. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's Besides positioning, the there's turn order, there's yeah, yeah, magic, there's crafts, there's a lot going on in it. And um, yeah. I I'm trying to find a character list right now, but I believe that this game also had more char- uh, playable characters available too. Like yeah, uh, t- total. You get up to nineteen or something. Because they're all yeah. available in that last uh, the last part. Yeah. Well, it so, makes, it it makes some other students and instructors playable in certain chapters. And then again, at the end, like um, uh, Tovel, Toa, Angelica, um, who, uh, Sharon, the maid is a playable character. Yeah, Sarah. she's right there at the beginning. And then at the end, Sarah's with you like most of the game. Yeah, Sarah. Right. Uh, um, Elise, Angela, mm-hmm. I'm going to go down the list right now. Toa, Alfin, mm-hmm. and then the rest of them are spoiler tagged 
Who the hell is Angela right now? I'm trying to remember <laughs> who that is right now. Uh, she's purple hair, really tight leather pants, thirsty for all the girls. Oh, and oh, Angelica, right. In- Angelica. Oh, and these last ones are blue and tag because they were part of the, uh, the ep- not the epilogue chapter, the French word that I forgot already. Divertissement. Divertissement. Needless to say, I was happy that I finally got to play as my beloved Sarah in this game, and I think I used her for the majority of the game. Oh, so did I. She she is OP. And yeah, p- part of what I like about this battle system is being able to just abuse the shit out of S-Crafts um, in, mm-hmm. in, regular, in regular fights and in boss battles. Just just totally wreck the turn order and like not give the enemy even a chance to attack, yeah. Yep. I, I yep. to be honest, I don't think there's a single trails game that I've really used a lot of the magic. I, even though oh. you said that it gets useful. Yeah. Oh I'm my like gosh. You. Let me let me tell you, like by the end of Trails, there's Sky Two and then Sky Three, I was all about the magic. And then when I came back to this since I'd played uh uh Cold Steel One like four years ago, when I came back to this, I was like, No, no, no. I learned my lesson with Sky. I gotta go Magic. I did that in Crossbell too. Like what? Crossbell two for some reason taught me that Magic can be OP. And uh, yeah, no, we'll, we'll talk about that. I got my uh, strategy coming up later, but we should go with the plot a little bit. Yeah. So the the plot's kind of divided up in two parts. Um, mm-hmm. Part part one happens immediately after the end of Trails of Cold Steel one, where. And by, by the yeah, way, actually, it's a month later, isn't it? Yes, technically. But yeah, technically, it's been missing. It's a, mm-hmm. It seems like it's right after, but then they yeah. reveal a month has gone by or something. Yeah. So, um, just as a spoiler warning, we will be spoiling the spoiler, or revealing spoilers the heck out of um, for Cold Steel 1. And that's just an unfortunate side effect of these games is that when you play any of the sequels, you're just going to get spoiled like crazy. But so. Cold Steel 1 ended with Reen and Valimar flying off into nowhere. And yeah, the, the title screen is literally where he landed. Yeah, in the and, in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yep. And you, you kind of have to trudge through the snow and then you find a, a mountain town, which I think is Laura's hometown. No, that's his hometown. No, it's oh, that's his hometown. Ymir. Uh, Ymir. I thought that Laura showed up at some point in that town. Not till way later. Okay. No. My my bad. Elise, Elise, and Princess Alphen are there. Correct. Oh, That's who you're sure. thinking of. <laughs> right, right. My, my bad. Um, and and kind of the first act of the game is pretty much Reen kind of going around, meeting up with other members of Class Seven that got dispersed at the end of uh, chapter or not chapter one, part one, just Cold Steel one, and kind of figuring out what happened while Reen was pretty much out cold for a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that's pretty much the whole first act of the game is like go to a town, find a couple of your class members. Okay, now they're palled up. Okay, let's go do some side quests and find the next group of class member, class seven. Mm -hmm. All at the same time that uh, when you're in your mirror, the Jaegers attack Mm -hmm. and your sister and uh, Alfin get captured, you know, in in keeping with the nobody dies in this game, like dad gets shot point blank, (laughs) like... Him than you know, trying Sleep to protect it off. everybody. He'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fine. Like a couple chapters in Act One, like you know, you, you go to one town and like, oh, I think he may wake up. You go to the next town, find a few more people. Guess what? He's sitting up. Like by the town, by the time you get the band back together, he's good. And so, I, 
as one battle thing I forgot to mention, another huge part of this game is uh, a lot of the major boss fights involve um, fighting with Valimar against multiple, uh, what are the mechs called in this game? Divine Knights. Divine Knights. Yeah, yeah, that that was the, the what they well, introduced right at the end of Cold Steel 1, where, you know, you've got that Divine Knight fight at the very end. Like, now that kind of becomes a part of a lot of the boss battles. Is like, oh, you're like going to have to fight these. Yeah. Well, they're they're not all divine knights, right? They're most of them. Yeah, are there are some by... Panzer soldats. Yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. created. That's ones. what I was yep. trying to remember. Uh, actually, even I then, think, <laughs> well, there's only two of them that are divine knights: Reens and uh, <laughs> yeah. what's his name? Or uh, Ordine, Ordine, Ordine. Yeah, yeah. Those are the only Wait, two that are actual. Is it Crows yeah. is is the oh right? Ordine is the name, but like just like every every NPC, some, they all yeah. have eight nicknames on top of their actual name. <laughs> It's the the Azure Knight, right? And then yeah, Ordine, right? yeah, those are the only two like ancient, ancient uh, the knights. Everything else has been created recently. So th- this is hilarious. To mimic those, yeah, and, and like everybody's got one all of a sudden. Like yes, every boss is like, hey, they, look what I got. Only, not only do they all have one, but they're all masterful, masterfully piloting them, and they're all built stronger than Reens, despite the fact that Reens was the only, <laughs> well, Reens and Crows were the only ones around, like, a yep. month previous, and now yep. they're all extremely more powerful than you are. Oh my god, I, I love it every time like, somebody's like, let me just hop in one of these. Like, I haven't I haven't piloted one of these before, but holy crap, like, that fight sucks. <laughs> Look, I've watched enough Gundam to know that I probably could pilot a mech if I wanted to. Apparently right? so. Yes. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. And you probably uh, already have one in your backyard. Just check. There's one there. You're guaranteed to have an overpowered mech already waiting for you. Find the nearest abandoned schoolhouse. Go down deep enough. There's probably one there. Oh, I'll have to get back with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, that's pretty much the first half of the game is kind of getting the band back together and then... Things happen at the end of Act Two. We have it written down. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Act One. Act One. Stick yeah. With Act, or, one. Sorry, Act One, starting into Act Two. Um, that's when Duke Cayenne kind of has his whole "Join me," um, so that the war can end quickly. Mm-hmm. And then um, Rain kind of goes back and forth, but then he, you know, Princess Alphen, who's been kidnapped by the Noble Alliance, kind of like convinces him, like, no, his sister wouldn't want him to do that. So he kind of was like. Okay, no, and then Prince Oliver shows up in the his new ship, the Courageous, to save him, and you know, like now, now that kind of like sets up the second half of the game, where now you've got a ship, and it becomes a Suikoden game. Yes, it's more like the yes. second third of the game, I would say. Half half doesn't really describe it very well. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what you were doing for a hundred hours. Like I, I think mine. I don't either. Half <laughs> I don't know what the hell I was doing. Um, but, you know, the, the war is still raging on through all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Reen and his friends decide that even though, you know, they're not exactly, you know, siding with the nobles. But, you know, basically everything they do is against the nobles. Well, even well, though well they're- yeah, yeah. It's, it, you know, it's one of those things like they, they definitely don't like the nobles, but they, they can't really uh, side with the uh, Chancellor Osborne side either. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> It's, so, yeah, it's very much a new new good guys in this one in this fight. Yeah, yeah. Although they, like all their friends are definitely fighting with Osborne. And, and side. Although although like this whole time, you know, the last time we saw Osborne, he was shot through the heart and everybody thinks he's dead all the way through while this civil war is going on. Correct. And 
Also, it makes me happy that I'm not the only person that noticed that the second half of the game becomes soy code. Because, <laughs> yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, like, I, that, that's part of what I loved about it. Like, it totally turns into the Suikoden game. Like, uh, the, you know, Prince Oliver just kind of gives you the ship and he goes off to do his own thing. He's like, oh, okay, guys, have fun. And then the second half of the game is, like, going around and finding all the old, like, not just your class seven characters, but everyone from Thor's Academy. And every time you find someone, they open up like a shop or, um, you, you know, like, oh, hey, here's a here's a little cooking thing. So you can now cook yep, some kitchen uh, opens. Stuff. Yep. Training get, uh, facilities. Give you more busy yep, work. There's, yep. Yep. There's, you know, there's the physical attack training ability, um, like close combat. There's the one for the archers. There's the magic one where you can only use magic in. And did you guys do all those? That stuff? No. (laughs) I did the first two levels of each. Because I think there's only, like, when you first open them up, like, you can do two, and they're like, cool, that's great. And the second I realized the farther you go, like, more of them opened up, I was like, no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think they were just giving, like, the, uh, what are those materials that you need for, is it S materials or? U material. Yeah, yeah. The U materials, yeah. Yeah. And I, I had U materials coming out the wazoo in this game, so it was like, if I'm just fighting for U materials, forget it. Uh, I, I think probably at the higher levels there were better rewards, but by then I'd already given that up. But yeah, I, I appreciate when a game ties side quests into the growth of like a base or, or something of that effect, because it makes side quests feel meaningful. Like you're not just doing it just to you know, put junk in your inventory. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, you spent the first game kind of getting to know even not just the people in your class, but all the, the characters at Thor's. And it's kind of cool to be able to like, oh, yeah, it's it's Becky again. She's back and she's going to open up a shop. Cool. That's awesome. I mean, you recognize them. I think maybe if it's, if <laughs> Becky's the one I'm thinking of, I probably did recognize her because of her accent. Is she the one with the, uh, the is it the Welsh accent? The extreme Scottish accent, yeah. Scottish. Yeah. Um, that's honestly the only one I would ever... Oh, and then um, the perverted photographer with the hat. I think oh, Monk. Little... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's also... Um, oh, and then there's the, the chess player who looks like Millhouse from The <laughs> Simpsons. So, I mean, but other, outside of, like, three or four characters, I, I wouldn't claim I, re- I remember any of them. I mean, I... I, I wouldn't say each NPC is memorable, but I recognized most of them that it wasn't like, who are you again? Um, kind of like being in school. Yeah, yeah. Who are you? Um, you know, you know, jog your memory a little bit. But it, it was, it felt so good to see everybody again. And did it? Did it? I was gonna me, say everybody. For, everybody. for me, it did. <laughs> um, I was happy to get everyone back together. You guys are no fun. Yeah. Look, I like it getting, I like Final Fantasy VI style, oh, you know, the bad thing has happened, everybody's scattered all over, and things have gone from bad to worse, now time to get everybody back together. I like that. I mean, but... it, it, it gave reasons <laughs> to do stuff here. And, and again, and to be fair to you, Pascal, I, I don't blame you, because it's, it is hard to keep track of all the characters in these games. Um, and, and it gets worse as the series goes on with, God, what do we do? Trails of Cold Steel 4 um, to, to the point where I have to keep my phone handy. It's like, wait, I do not recognize this person at all. Oh, that's who they are. And then Ooh. sometimes it's like, why do I... They're making a big deal about a character, and it's like, who is that? Oh, that's in the game that we didn't get until 2021 or 2022. So... <laughs> so... 
Hey, that's on you for playing four, three, and four first. Oh yeah, because I could totally help. You yeah you, you had yeah you just had to go and follow the North American release schedule, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I while I was playing two, one day I had a fit of madness, and I I went on Amazon and ordered three and four like together, and still playing two, and they arrived, and I, I'm ready. I am too, Pascal. You know what? We get we now that we're friends on PSN, we need to. Uh, <laughs> did you get them for Switch or did you get them for PSN? No, PS4. Oh yeah. crap! Well then. Yeah, I heard you say Switch earlier. That's not gonna. Yeah. No, nope, that's <laughs> not, not gonna, gonna fly. Yeah, you're you're in for a bad time, Matt. If you got them on Switch. <laughs> Listen, I chugged the Vita version. Is it really going to be any different? Um, make sure you save a lot, especially right, in certain I'm cities. Good with that. Kelly, All he's right. going to unfriend both of us now because there's no point in this in, in this friendship to last any longer. <laughs> this PSN friendship. And go on there. It's like hasn't been online in ten months. <laughs> oh, but but yeah. Uh, so. That, well, we Go got ahead. more to talk about in Act Two because there's more than just picking up all the stuff. Yeah, um, you know, Prince Oliver. He he takes some. Uh, doesn't he take Toval? They go out west yeah. because mainly this story is taking place in the eastern half of Arabonia, from basically the capital. Everything east to Crossbell is where the entire game's taking place, and then of course up in the Nord in the um, Highlands and whatever. North, but isn't that but... mostly where the first game took place as well? I it is. Uh-huh. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you, you don't. You don't go to Western Arabonia. You know, right. a few you people have the same locations for the most part. Yeah, you you do. This, this is a definite asset reuse. Um, <laughs> this, this is this is very much like first chapter and second chapter of sky at least and you know what it's like crossbell one and two as well yeah, you know yeah. it's you're in the same place as you were in the first game um yeah a few people mentioned like oh you know i can't remember who it was that uh duke the duke you know ran a freaking or oh no it was osborne ran a train track through my town way out west and yeah, that was ruined uh, a lot Scarlet, of stuff. I think. Yeah, that's yeah, Scarlet. yeah. You get you get a lot of tales of that, but no, like anything west of the capital, you get nothing. But that's where apparently um, the prince has gone and taken a couple bracers and everybody with him out that way. Um, so you're kind of left alone to do your stuff as class seven. Um, Toa's got you know, she just becomes commander of a military vessel. Oh, they flying. put her in a cute hat. Yes. Oh, I definitely dressed cute. her in that too. Yep. Like no, she she's got to be uh, the hat kind of becomes ship. her character development. <laughs> exactly. She has a whole yeah. crisis later in the game about the hat specifically. So I mean, also going on as you're you know going around getting all the secondary people back together. There's that whole quest line. There's a bunch of spirit shrines, and I think we uh, kind of glossed over this. I don't know if we talked about it in Act One. Um, big plot reveal is you know Emma's a witch. Duh. And wasn't part that, of the Hexen... Wasn't that made... Oh, I'm sorry. Was that a reveal? I feel like the first game made that clear. Yeah, I think this goes more in depth with her being part of the Hexen clan. Yeah. And, you know, they knew about the uh, Divine Knights. It, it was certainly clear to the player before that point that she comes out to everyone, mm-hmm. you know, all of the other uh, characters in this game as being mm-hmm. a member of the Hexen clan. Also, yeah. um, Celine was a talking cat the whole time in game one, and she's kind of your familiar in game two. I, I forgot what link she has to Valimar. Oh, she has. Like, she's in Valimar every time you are. Yeah. yeah. You know, she's in there, too. She's so. she's with Reen when he wakes up in the mountains. Correct. Mm-hmm. She's kind of his um, co-pilot, I guess. Or And, of course, she's yeah, a cat, so like she's, she's sassy. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, Just she like, finally has a an actual like part to play. Yeah, I appreciate that they give her a, a really good character arc. Um, this time around and she's not just you know a cat that you give milk to in the the, the uh town square <laughs> so yeah i mean if you um walking around in the first half of the game act one you'll find these uh spirit shrines and a couple of them you can actually go into um early on and you get about halfway down and of course there's like a boss battle like in the third or second or third floor but there's also a big door and it's like oh i wonder what's behind that door oh well can't go any farther let's get out of here um well in the second half you because they could so basically they couldn't put old school houses in every in every countryside location so correct and i like how every time you walk up to it it's like wait a minute i've lived here for years there wasn't a pathway in the mountains over here like where did this appear from it's magic. So, yep, all these spirit shrines have like magically appeared all throughout the. Or there's four of them for uh, you know, earth, wind, fire. Um, there's, a, there's a fifth one. Oh, is there? Um, for yep, if, if for a second playthrough, there is oh, a. Oh boy. Uh, or I'm not. You know what? I'm not going to claim that I know if it's a spirit shrine. It may just be a dungeon in some there's other more, form. Yeah. Um, was anybody else put off by the explanation that it, I can't remember if it was gnomes or goblins? I think it was goblins created the spirit shrines. There was, was some gnomes. weird explanation about it. Yeah, it, what the it's hell are goblins doing in my trails? It's, it's yeah, the gnomes. It, yeah, yeah. Yep. Or gnomes. It, it was yeah, not really followed up on and not mentioned before. And like, no, okay. Uh, well, not to spoil anything, but it'll come back later. Oh crap! Yeah. yeah <laughs> okay. I'm, well, I'm, there I'm, we go. Well, not a spoiler because there's well, a character. Look at that, Pascal. We got something to look forward to. Yeah. Well, you know what? Then I, I then it's not really a complaint because if it's honestly like integrated into the games later, then okay, no problem. All right. Fair enough. Then that's just yeah. The game, then. So at this point of the game, um, you know, you've been beat up by Crow like every time, and of course Crow's like, "Well, come on, man. You got to get better than that." And that's when they realize, like, oh, we could make your sword better. Why, why are you fighting with Valimar's, like, whatever he's got? You know, what, what's the sword that Reen fights with, with his blade style? They're like, you know, the, you, the you should... four blades. Itachi? That's it. The, yeah, the, four the sword style. is Itachi, and I think it's the eight, eight leaves or eight blades. School. Eight leaves, four blades, something. I can't remember the, uh, <laughs> yeah, something like but that. But, of course, they're like, you know what? Like, you, you got this Tachi when you're really fighting. Why doesn't? Valimar have Itachi. And, you know, because I think Reen's just got, like, generic robot sword before that. So, you know, of course you need to make a robot sword Tachi, and, you know, why not make it out of the best stuff around? You need some Zemurian ore. And where are you going to get large amounts of this stuff that, like, is trickled out to you in other Trails games? Well, you know, let's go back to all the spirit shrines, because that's what they're there for. That's what these shrines, um, the purpose of, is to collect the magic power and just basically build up ore throughout the ages. So when it comes time for uh, one of these, you know, what happened before happens again. When that happens again, well, yeah, you know, there's a good old pile of ore at the bottom of all these shrines. So you go back to all the shrines as you're going around, and you're getting the ore together. To, well, we, uh, we forgot to mention that um, in in the shrines, even the first time when you go into them before you can actually like dive all the way to the to the bottom floor and get the the the, the treasure, um, Reen starts having visions of. Oh, that's right. The oh man. Uh, what's his name? The the guy from what is it? Like, like two hundred years 200 in the past. Years ago, yeah. Um, the the yeah. king that founded Emperor uh, 
Yeah, Emperor Dracul's. Yeah, is it maybe? Yeah, it's Emperor Dracul's, the one who founded Thor's. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is like kind of vague. I don't know if it's just because I don't pay enough attention um, to like the world building lore. I was never really a hundred percent clear on what happened two hundred years ago, and he keeps having these flashbacks to him and the the um, the Lance Maiden or something like that. Leanne, yeah. They keep and there, there's constant reference to the war. Was it the War of the Lions? Maybe the that War they of the Lions. It? Yes, yes. And I don't know. There's probably some place that you know what? If you visit like the um, the library in uh, uh, what the hell is the school called? Thor's. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thor's. Thor's. I'm sure you can probably read up on it, which I neglected to do. Um, yeah, but he keeps having again. These what the hell were you anyway. spending your hundred hours doing? <laughs> I wasn't. I didn't read any of the Gambler Jack books. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't. I now I'm starting to wonder. Maybe I left the. You fall asleep once or twice. Well, that probably does usually happen too. Yeah, that might have happened. (laughs) I mean, I do that all the time when I'm playing games, so I don't blame Pascal for doing it. So yeah, another big uh, plot point in the second half uh, is uh, the town of Seldic. Um, And you had a real issue with this. (laughs) I I did too. Uh, Maybe I should just go into my issue with this late right now. But um, so Eustace is dad duke albrea like attack seldic and it's like made to be this huge thing like seldic's destroyed it's made out like oh war crimes you know like he's just attacking (laughs) the popular and you go there and there's like what the market over the marketing stuff they they knocked (laughs) over the market and maybe like one house has a little bit of damage and in the entire town the what is it the market the head of the market the market manager Otto has died yeah because you know what one person died in a war. <laughs> hey, <laughs> justice for Otto. Yeah, I mean, and, and I'll mention this as like kind of one of my uh, my favorite moment because it's right here, or whatever. Um, you have a whole quest line here at this point that you know you got to really you know get together and have a whole you know cheer up moment in Celtic. Um, you, you become basically Michael Jackson and you got to get Band Aid together and you go to like four different towns and you get. Um, what an old instructor and another classmate and y'all get together and sing We Are the Children and they've got this (laughs) concert going on in the uh, cathedral there in Seldic and it's made to be this big thing and as the camera like pans out from them like playing the concert there's like five people in the audience (laughs) I mean it's made it to be this whole thing you've spent like 45 minutes traveling to four different towns talking to trying to figure out where all these different people are to get this together and yeah like five people are there yeah and i I, like i i remember pausing the game at this point and like screenshotting it and sending it to a couple friends like are you fucking kidding me (laughs) (laughs) play this game we didn't 45 minutes no you didn't Uh, yeah no i I, I didn't think you were there yet so you know i mean (laughs) is this more or less pathetic than the concert (laughs) final fantasy 10 2 I don't know. I haven't played that one yet. I mean, Ten Two is kind of poppy, right? So I don't know. Yeah, they, they kind of explain it a little afterwards because they they like go to the hospital and there's people there that are like, "Oh, this is such uplifting music. Where is it coming from?" Which makes me wonder, like, how hard those people are fucking blowing on the flutes, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're making like the, the 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 sick and the the ailing are rising out of their beds. And- <laughs> <laughs> like like half a town away, it's like blaring, you know, playing that violin at the maximum volume. There there might be orbital speakers in the PA uh, system that you don't see that they might. Well, be you didn't pick any up, so 
<laughs> you have to go to say, the military that was not base. The side quest I went on. They send no, you. No, you just have to re- fix a light. <laughs> you did that in this game. <laughs> that was yeah. You have to. You'd have to find a, um, a piano for them. Yes, you got to find the piano. Yep. And they deliver it super fast. <laughs> like the military in the middle of a war, they literally say. <laughs> Yep, we'll have that there. Like right now, we'll 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 dig up this piano that's in the basement in storage, and we'll bring it to your to your concert hall for. for I mean, but it's Pascal, there when you Otto get died. There. Otto is dead. Nobody else so, dies in this game. This oh, is why a, I like being like on the podcast <laughs> because I I think now it's becoming clear. I'm missing like the stakes of this. There's a war going on, and to me, this maybe that's why like the game didn't really connect that well. Um, I don't. I don't get the stakes of this country spanning war. Like I'm, yeah. I keep being told that there are stakes, but mm-hmm. I'm not seeing any of it. And it's a yeah, weird thing get... because the series has this history of being, of being really dark. Like you go back to Trails Third, or you know, like the original Trails in the Sky oh, yeah. games, and it's like, yeah, we're wiping out the village. Joshua is the only survivor. Everyone else dies. He turns into a child soldier assassin. You know, like it's dark shit. <laughs> or you know you get to Reen's Reen's backstory in Trails Third, and it's just oh, like holy God. hell! That is like one of the darkest things I've ever seen wow. in a video game. And then you get to this, and it's just kind of like light anime stuff. It you know? felt yeah, too much yeah. like treading or water right. to me. And I feel like the 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 second chapter that's set in in I mean the first game, I get it. It's setting it up. Like, okay, it's slow, but like in a well, I thought it was slow in a good way. This one well, was you're learning too about much... the whole, you know, country. Like the yeah. whole and I, I there is I no conflict direct conflict yet. You're but learning, now there's conflict you know, and I up. feel like I'm treading yeah. more water than ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like there's guys riding into battle on top of the tank, like woohoo. And they're <laughs> yeah, shooting the and nobody's hitting any tanks. On the tank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that. And there's like three tanks. Like we're gonna go attack. Like there's three tanks. There's a lot of silly shit in this game, and it's it's a lot of it's lovable, but I just can't really. <laughs> I don't know. You haven't really. I know. So to me, like this, the marketplace being devastated. Like this wasn't like as big of a a gripe for me, but I do have one thing that I'm super annoyed at in the game. We haven't talked about it yet. I'll I'll see if it comes up. All right. Well, at least like this part like set something up because um, it turns people against uh, Duke Alabrea and you actually go and you arrest him after this. Um, so so it's take a him big out. final confrontation between Eusis and his dad and Eusis yep. takes him down. And, you know, that gets the Noble Alliance to kind of pull back its forces um, back to Heimdar, basically, at this point. And you Wait, can, I, can, I, can I say something real fast? It's, yeah, go ahead. But even, even that stuff, right? Even as you're liberating, like, a couple of cities and um, Duke Alborea gets put under arrest. I think there's somebody else before that. Like, even as, like, the Noble Alliance is kind of, like, losing some of its main mm, main leaders, I guess. Um, they keep having, they keep doing that thing, which JRPG will be JRPG, I guess, where the main bad guy, who is it? Rufus turns out to be Rufus. Well, I mean, not like, not like the big reveal at the end of the game, but like Rufus is the leader of the Noble Alliance. Is he not? Noble Alliance. Yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. He's one of the main um, ones. Him and Yusuf's brother. And he keeps, they keep doing that thing where they cut to him and he smirks or like gives like a throwaway line of like, uh, oh, uh, uh, Duke Alborea has been captured. And he'll say, hmm, everything is going as planned. And like, it's like, it's never as a bother to anybody. Like you, you're being, 
it's being explained as like, oh, we took down another one of the of the Noble Alliance's leaders. No, no, apparently that was their plan all along. Yeah, I mean, at like this point, you've recaptured like half the country, or you know, you even though you're not taking sides, even though you're not taking sides, but like the Noble Alliance is like pretty much gone from half the country at this point. And but you're just you know, playing into their into into their plan. This is what it, they it. wanted all along. They they. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. The villains in this game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, like, you, you just get taken on the airship, wind and dined. You get a little chance to have tea with every single bad guy yeah. that you're going to fight later in their mechs that roughly look like them. And, uh, you know, they, who? Oh, there is someone you kill in the mech. Is it Scarlet? Who uh, dies? No, it's the other one, and I cannot Vulcan. remember the his short, name. The short, big guy. Yeah. yeah. Vulcan dies in the explosion, and then right. Scarlet later, when you face her mech, she would ha- she actually wants to die. Correct. And yeah. Reen jumps in, and um, I think he cuts her mech in half and like takes her takes takes the the pilot section away from the blast, like right before. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of berates him a little bit for saving her. Yep. Um. Yeah. Right. So Vulcan and Otto, the market manager, are is, are the only casualties. So death count two. And it's one on so each far, side. One on each side. <laughs> yeah. This war is very evenly matched. And, yeah. You know. And actually, Reen kills Vulcan before Otto dies. So technically, the only Ooh. killers in the war are the good guys for quite a while. <laughs> the bad guys haven't killed anybody yet. And it's never made clear why Otto actually died, by the way. I don't think I don't think it's explicitly stated that he died in the bombing raid or the what whatever whatever device they used to knock the stalls over. Um <laughs> Could have been a heart attack. We don't well, know. You know yeah, what? No, they sent, they sent in the soldats. They sent in the soldats because they have a whole part where they're explaining to Reen, like, why they're using soldats. Like, you know what? A tank rolls into town and, you know, blows stuff up. That's, you know, that's bad, whatever. But when you see, like, a 50-foot-tall human-looking robot walk into town, that just strikes a primal fear that's different there's like all what somebody goes way off and makes a big point of explaining that in the game like that's why we build the soldats so that like it's more disheartening to see humanoid shaped things destroying your town hey yeah, it's in Kenny valley that. yeah it's it's not that japan likes robots it has nothing no, to do with not it. not at all <laughs> yeah. at least they got an explanation in there for why but you're getting updates from the Western Front continuously, mm-hmm. and how how dire it is over there. But you know what? It's okay because the the characters that are truly powerful, none of which are you or or your people, um, they're they're over there. They're over there handling it. Toval, um, <laughs> I, Prince I, Oliver, I, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, the, Sharon's over there. I think at some point, um, they just and then they they scale back again when they come to, back to your side. Oh, yes. Like, Toval, you play as Toval, and it's not, like, a big deal. But, uh, like, oh, gosh. Was it, like, when you're in Laura's hometown, there's those two military people that come? Yeah, and uh, like, like Graham, and then they introduce, you mean the the two villains, right? Um, yes. Oh, yeah, I can't remember them either. There's a I male and a female. I'm like, oh, their power is just beyond compare. Like, yeah, but so is everybody. So is... Everybody is, yeah. Like, the, the most silliest name villain I've ever heard of in my life, McBurn. <laughs> God. Oh, and he's McBurn. like godlike power. Is he? McBurn, he's Ouroboros yeah. Enforcer Number One. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Big burn. Yeah. And he burns, man. He starts. Uh, yeah. Like, like he literally like looks like he's catching on fire when you face him a couple times. I mean, I'm you know all the gripes aside, the character the like the new characters are introduced. I guess a lot of them are on the villain side in this game, but the character designs are 
really interesting and unique and like entertaining to watch and they're voiced well and yeah i mean like as annoying as they as they are to fight against i feel like like they're still so i was intimidated i was like oh please don't make me have to go up against mcburn don't don't please don't do mm. it because it's just set up as and and so are many of them right like they're set up as these like godlike beings but they they don't do anything but hang out on their airship why is this war <laughs> still why is it why is this war still raging how am i taking towns back when i'm clearly less Let's power like it, the- McBurn could just come there and flick you off the map. Like, yeah, your whole Reen, party. Reen and well, the people aren't even the most powerful fighters in the what the hell are they called? What the in the rebellion? Like, they're low on the totem pole, even on their side. And somehow, I'm still taking towns back from the Noble Alliance. How? Well, well in fairness, the Ouroboros doesn't have like a very oh, rigid. Right doesn't have a very rigid structure so the people in Ouroboros kind of kind of kind of do stuff that the that the that the uh, grandmaster tells them to when they feel like it and sometimes they don't well, so don't that's their explanation that. for it and they also have another they have a secret plan as is revealed at the very very end of the game yes they do they were playing by their own rules all along they have been this entire time and pascal you know you bring up like you know these people scale back when they join your party you get to fight with uh you get to use Sharon a few different times in this game. Yeah. And I think one of the reveals in this game is she's Ouroboros Enforcer. Although yeah. she former Ouroboros Enforcer? Former question mark? Yeah. I think yeah, that was also question in the first mark, game. They, was it revealed in the first I, game? I, I, I thought that was a reveal was. here. Um, well, I don't know. No, because I, no, she's still, I mean, in the first game, she pops up a lot, but it's not like, oh, you know, what are you doing here? Why is this? No, she's just that maid that like kind of pops up all the time. Mm. This is the one where definitely she's got like plot, like she meets somebody and they're like, oh, yeah. Hey, how you doing? Ouroboros number seven or whatever. And they're like, oh, she's like, oh, you know. <laughs> I used to be, and then, but I've dedicated my life to uh, Alyssa's family, and yeah, are you talking about um, Baron Blue Blanc? Maybe he seems to be kind of like her nemesis, more or less, even though they're on the same side, sort of, but not you really. Know, yeah, they're you know, does Joker get along with uh, all his little penguin and everybody and Batman? True, you know, they're all they all have their own little side plots, even though they're trying to do this plan of theirs at the same time but yeah i mean it's, it's just basically anybody you've ever met in in trails one is now something and if if they if they didn't have like an affiliation before they're probably part of like ouroboros they're 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 they're, they're the head bad guys because mm-hmm. uh phantom thief b right like he was just like a silly guy in the first game mm-hmm. but oh, now the he's... Sky, well, even in the sky games he's in all the sky games oh, and okay just now he's you know, ouroboros leaving you little Karen's cards ouroboros Ha ha ha, come find the statue. Go look on the back of the statue for the next clue. And yep. I just, so, you know, you were saying like, um, well, we, we've said a couple of times, like, well, they don't really have a um, an affiliation. Like their their whole motivation, like Reen's motivation is go get Elise back. Like, so he kind of, he kind of has to oppose the Noble Alliance for that alone. But also in, I don't know, this, here we go again, but I promise I'm going to bring Crow back and he will graduate with us. Oh and my I God. Think- that is, <laughs> it's the power of friendship. Oh God. Yep. Yes. Yes. And, and Crow tells him all the time, like, dude, I'm not doing that. But go ahead and try if you want. I'm not going to pick you up also, here at all. I don't know. He kind of eggs him on. Like he's part of, you know, he's he's hanging out on the on the um, on the the bad guy's airship. But at the same time, he's kind of like, I don't know. You guys do what you want. I'm not going to help you. Reen, you know, uh, come and get me, Reen. Why don't you go train your robot and make a saber so we can fight again? I, he's kind of. Yep. Mm. <laughs> what is <laughs> happening? 
Rain nothing. is determined to make that bromance work, no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> when we get to the when we get to the Matt, when you when you finally get to the um twist mm-hmm. regarding crow it that did surprise me hmm. well let's get there Let, let's kind of finish yeah, up the plot here and then we can yeah. talk more general terms so you know once you, you you go around you got your sword now um you've taken out duke alabrea arrested him um the next step is to rescue the imperial family and elise so of course there's an imperial villa villa right outside of uh heimdar right heimdar? i'm saying that one right heimdar yeah i think yeah so you go over to that, and it's in, like, this lovely little valley. Um, you're over there. You confront uh, Altina, who looks like uh, Milliam wearing black. And she's got her little uh, doll that she controls as well. Uh, you find out that they're sisters slash, I don't know, clones slash raised in the same place. Yeah, They call they do say sisters, but it's whatever they consider sister. I don't know that Correct. that really necessarily means like biologically related. And they don't even know. No. They don't. Yeah, they don't know either. It, it, I mean, but they you just look at the two of them and their little dolls and everything. And you're like, yeah, they're, they're probably like, like and there, they there's have something that same there. weird doll thing that they yeah, like the with. combat shell. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, you rescue most of the family, but you find that uh, Duke Cayenne, he's taken prince cedric the youngest the youngest boy in the family captive um well you're there right outside the capital suddenly big flash of light erupts in the capital um and where the palace has been like this huge dark twisted tower slash castle it's called the infernal castle just grows out of the ground um because there's, there's another tales thing like big things have to grow out of the ground for you to go battle in um so Class Seven's got to go to town um, and fight their way to get there to the throne room. This, this is a big uh, come together moment because everybody's got to invade the cat. The stuff you got at the to same mention time. that they take back Thor's. Oh no, we mentioned that a little bit, but okay, you don't you don't do much there at that time, dude. When you liberate mm-hmm. Thor's, no, and the reveal is is so ridiculous. When you finally take it back, it turns out that um, the soldiers had left quite a long time ago, <laughs> and they left the. Um, the uh, the noble students in charge of like keeping the um, the faculty locked up. So then you fight the the other students, but that's okay because then we're friends again anyway. Yeah, um, because they go to help you battle Heimdar. Yeah, and like, then after the you defeat them, there. and the uh, the whole faculty is free, and they come outside to join you, and then they say, "Oh no, no, we weren't being kept against our will. This was just you know we set up a test for you." And what? But okay, okay. It's anime logic. Just let it go. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, wait, th- that, why am I here that, then? That that hilarity comes in the uh, what is it? The finale of the the uh, post game where there's some more with the faculty battling you and everything. That I thought that was pretty funny. I'll yeah, maybe I'll mention cute. that. That yeah. Um. So you know you got to go to Heimdar. You got to get into the big castle. Um, airship. Uh, my memory was that it was a really long battle, and you, there were like a series of boss battles, and every single time you get a little oh, it bit is. stuck, yeah. and then oh, like yeah. another one of your, you know, another Ugh. one of the maybe I should read this. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe I should win this. Um, so we we pulled up this. We, we I think Pascal's mentioned it that there was a topic on uh, <laughs> where is this uh, game FAQs, and the topic was called "Why are we never allowed to win a boss fight." <laughs> and <laughs> for cold steel too so yeah you get in you get into the uh the final tower that you got to get all the way to the top and yeah it's broken into like four or five times and you know you go up two floors you battle somebody so um was it outside uh, i'm trying to think is 
Altina and her robots with uh, Altina goes back on the shelf. Was that yeah, in there? That happens in the in the 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 palace. The, oh, that's in um, the that's in the uh, Imperial Retreat. Imperial area. Palace. Yeah. 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 So that's actually okay, so, before you get to the final dungeon. Yep. And by so, the way, okay, so, Matt, you're using the word final very loosely here. I am. <laughs> well, the credits roll at the end of it. <laughs> it is called the finale, so. It is you know. the finale, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't mean the game's over. Nope. And, you know, there's still two more games, so the final fi- the final part of this part of this, of this part of the game. So, yeah, like, you, you get up to the first part, and then you fight Blue Blanc and Duval. And, of course, you know, you win, but I then, like ha-ha, we can do whatever we want, and then you lose. But, hey, mm. Oliver comes and saves you, and, oh, I'll take care of these guys. You guys go at, hep- hop in the elevator, go to the next area. So, you know, you go up a couple more levels, and you're battling Zeno and Leo. Um, these are the Jaegers that used to be... Um, same group with Fee, yeah. yeah. Correct, yep. So she's... They, at one point... In, the game, the whole thing is like she they tell her why they the uh, her boss didn't want them her to be in the Jaegers anymore. That was like a big plot with Fee the whole time. But again, you beat them. But they're like, ha ha ha, you beat us. Not really. We're so much stronger. And yeah. Sharon comes in. That's literally what they do. They start laughing after every time starts laughing. Yep. And he says some line like, well, it looks like this will be an interesting challenge after all. What do you mean? Like, what do you mean? Interesting challenge? Like, I just spent 10 me... minutes battling you. Yes. <laughs> and, and knocked and you both out one by one. They consider it a warm up so that we can finally fight for real. Oh, I my heart sank every single time. <laughs> Except, yep. I mean. The pattern has Everybody been established. We don't have to fight a so second Sharon's time. There. Yeah. Then you got to fight McBurn, which is like, oh shit. Because um, that's ridiculous. You, you know you're not going to be able to beat him. But you do, and then of course you don't. But Laura's father shows up. And, you know, of course he's mastered the blade stuff. And he starts glowing. And, you know, they're both glowing with their swords and fighting each other. And, you know, you move on to the next area. Um, but so you once got, again, or, you are the least powerful entity <laughs> in this entire dungeon every yeah. other thing in there is more powerful than you and somehow you're still the one saying let's push forward we, we're gonna get crow so we can graduate and that's what you do next you head up you beat crow you beat uh vita who's one of the Ouroboros enforcers of course and you win in combat and i like how this puts it it says win in combat comma victory completely ignored afterwards <laughs> <laughs> And then you know, there's like three or four battles in a row in this final area. You got to battle Crow and Vita, and then you got to battle Crow in, um, you know, yeah. you got to have your mech battle. Yeah. And you know, then uh, who's up there too? Duke Cayenne. Cayenne, yeah. Because he he's ever, no, you don't actually battle him. I don't think. Yeah, I don't he think summons, you fight Cayenne. He summons no. forth the thing you're supposed to fight. Yeah, he's out there taking, uh, what is it, sucking power from Cedric because he's uh, what was the, he's the... He's, a noble, he's part of the <laughs> He's nobility. in the Arnor, you know, family. Yes. And they, they, you know, have this special connection to the this other, uh, the other knight that, that, that has been unlocked, the Vermilion Knight, and that caused a calamity 250 years ago. So, but then yeah. he summons the actual boss of the game, which is a, a two, another two-stage battle in and of itself. But I think you know what? That's, yeah, yeah, I, know, I mean, there's is, another yeah. there's another night, right? Mm-hmm. Another um, mech battle. Yeah, is it a mech? That's, there's so many of them. Sure. <laughs> you don't go. You don't go back in the mech. Not for this one. But I think I think you fight the 
the the third magic knight but i think you do it in human form there's just yeah there's so much mm. but hey you know what oh yeah because there's uh what is it here we go green's mighty blow was able to rip the core from the monstrosity's chest i died multiple times on most of the bosses leading up starting with uh with altina and then mm-hmm. most of the the floors through that final dungeon um i mean altina is actually the only one that gave me a really hard time but most of the other ones i would die like once and get it on the second try but the entire what like four stage like final battle crow oh, and then uh crow in mech form and then the final boss twice i got all of those in try one like i think i just get through the whole thing in in one go oh and nice i don't well i don't how is that why it doesn't seem like it should have happened that way but let me tell you i was thankful because man at that i mean at that point i was only pushing like 80 hours but i was ready like i, I didn't want to have to restart please any of that it you, you fight the vermilion apocalypse that's the uh the name of that and the vermilion weapon and mm-hmm. yeah you, you got to fight it three different times but crow and, and there is there is a mech battle as mechs because you get you got the stances and the you know when he's kneeling and these idols stance and, and and then at the end crow makes the opening for reen to kind of get the final attack in but he takes a mortal wound you know to in order to give reen the yep. opening yeah yeah, because, you know, again, you've beaten this thing like once, beaten it twice, and ha ha ha, you can't beat me. But it's got, yeah, it, it you see it like stab um, crows. Yeah, it stabs like his uh, knight, his knight, magic right knight. The heart, and, and everybody's like, stabbed? he's like, no, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine. <laughs> Just go in there, this is your opening. And then, yeah, as you win, you realize, no, he's been stabbed right through the heart spoiler alert he's not fine he's not he dies he dies so here we got we have three people dead at this point death counts up to three but but do we get a death back here um i can't talk about it oh oh, no 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 i don't i don't want to know no gosh i don't even know that no but we get it we get it oh an undeath yeah yeah we get an undeath because who walks out here (laughs) as you're winning the game and seldik's dying and woohoo um osborne pops Our favorite out. chancellor yep he's fine and guess what rufus was uh sabotaging the noble alliance or just doing yeah, what he did with them but yeah, really out rufus was like uh one of the uh iron bloods one of the chancellor's like right hand men the whole time yep so so it's so, just like the end of it is just like big reveal big reveal big reveal yeah, I, I swear some some of those big reveals were just so sopra opery to me mm. that they were hilarious. Including the who's your daddy? Yes. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. We learned that Reen's dad is actually the Chancellor. Dun, 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 dun. And, and at now- that point, I just said down my controller and just started cackling like an idiot because it's like I <laughs> game. I had a feeling you were gonna go there and you went there and. Good, good job. You're a soap opera now. You know, I'll be honest. I was surprised because I, I think I played way too many JRPGs with amnesiac person who, you know, just comes from nowhere. And like, so Reen was just like, meh, he was that orphan they found. I mean, I, I should have known better because, you know, everybody's got the backstory. Joshua found by found in the wild and raised, you know, Reen had to come from somewhere, but. Now you know why. Well, not all the story why, but now you know where from. And also, um, you get even more. Osborne, like, pretty much shoves it to, uh, what is it, the uh, 
Ouroboros people. Like, hey, here you've been coming up with this phantasmal blaze plan for the past six games. Guess what? I'm going to do that. <laughs> and at this point, we still have no clue what the hell that yeah, is. He's, no just like, that is. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, I'm taking that over. And you're like, um, okay. Uh, <laughs> sounds phantasmal to me. It's one of those things that's just kind of been mentioned in passing by the Ouroboros people. Mm-hmm. So at this point, like, yeah, Vita teleports out. Um, and also, this is where you, you've had crossbells been mentioned a few times. You kind of see from a distance once or twice and hear, like, what's been going on in Crossbell. And it's this is taking place at the same time as uh, Trails to Azure, Azure, um, the second game in the Crossbell duology. And right at this point, Osborne's like, hey, Rufus go forward, we're going to go occupy Crossbell. Whatever was going on over there is done. It's time for us to just, you know, hey, guess what? Civil War's over because I'm one side, Rufus was the other, together we're fine. <laughs> and even, like, Claire's there, and it's like, eh, it's fine, we're good. And that, that that's the that's the end of the main game. But it's not over. <laughs> oh, gosh, no. it's not over. No. no. Just strap in for another... <laughs> Not so one, he, but two fucking chapters. <laughs> so then we get that. Uh, I'll leave the French up to you guys. What do we get it called again? Divertissement. Yes, but probably not with the T at the end. But, you know, I, I don't know French, but it. we looked this up. This is what a break in a French um, ballet. Yeah, it's a short yes. dance within a ballet that displays a dancer's technical skill without advancing the plot or character development. So you get to um, play as Lloyd. You get a little clip. You see that. Uh, oh, no, you, you play as Lloyd, who is the uh, police chief or not police chief, the special support service person in Crossbell. And he's down in the geo front with Rixia. And they're trying to get to a computer core to what wipe the names of all the people that are trying to fight against. Right. I think that's Arabonia. right. Yeah, they're they're basically trying to like listen. They're not happy that Arabony is occupying Crossbell. Um, you know, they're trying to one keep minor little plot that falling into Rufus's hands. Yes, uh, you know, just to briefly touch on it, like one of the big parts of the Crossbell um, games is like the internet's being created. <laughs> <laughs> So you have to go basically down to the geo front, down to this big server and like wipe people's information off. So Erebonia doesn't get it. So you they get nothing what, like, to worry that. about. In Erebonia, they're they're forging swords made from <laughs> gnome, gnome material, right? Like you have the built up over 250 years <laughs> yeah. underground. But, you know, meanwhile, in Crossbell, the Internet's being created. You've got like the first cyber crimes going on and uh you got half-dressed Rixia running around in the sewers with uh, Lloyd. And at the end of that, um, who are you battling? You're battling Reen and... Altina? Altina. Altina, yeah. I was going to say, not Milliam. So you have a little battle there. Um, and what do they say after you win? What does Altina say to Reen? Something know, like, but... great, now Reen, you can stop holding back. Let's do this for real. <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> Reen's the biggest tool, but now he's the one holding back. So he's you, the one holding back. So your victory is only because they were not really putting their all in. Reen wasn't trying hard enough. Well, yeah, and you, you get the feeling of this anyway. And this at least, like, maybe seems story relevant because Reen's being used as a, you know, as an occupying force. He's 
there in uh, Valimar taking out uh, Calvard Republic tanks and uh, somehow chopping them in half and not killing people or whatever. But, you know, he's part of the occupying force. He's been there. At, what does it say? He stays there like three months. Something like that. Yeah. 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 Because then you get the pro the um, epilogue finally, where Reen goes back to Thor's and he's missed a few months of school. Um, yeah, because there's a whole date system here. And I was playing this in December and I kept trying to catch up to the date in the game. But <laughs> <laughs> or no, I was, or, I was trying to match it up. But like I, days would go and like there was only like. I'd be doing so much of the game and really only one day would pass in the game. Like, yeah, I can never get these to match up. Um, but yeah, it like jumps into the spring semester, March or April, the trees are blooming and Reen's back for, you know, just like a last two days or something like that. Cause they're like, Oh, it's going to be our last free day ever at Thor's. What do you want to do in your last free day ever? And Pascal, what is we did all the time. That's the right. You got to do. Yep. You got to do Toa's chores. Busy work. Um, it's fun. It's that was nice. It was nice to come I back actually, to that. I, I thought it was pretty funny. I loved the fishing one. Um where you take on uh what's the fishing guy in the games? Uh, but like, but if you got, if you fish throughout the game, the storyline comes up a couple of times. Which oh, I it? did not, so yeah. I was completely clueless about this whole fishing uh um, side quest. Certain, there's certain parts of it that are kind of referenced earlier on if you deal with the because there's two fishing trainers or or right. angler the the people who you exchange your angler points with. Well, that's right. There's that girl that's right out of girl. town, right out of Ymir. That that's like one of the first things you do in the game. She's right there. Yep. Yeah, and uh, isn't she the one that is part of this arranged marriage? I think that's her. Yes, correct. Yes. Yeah. And she's so, an NPC that goes all the way back to the very first game. There was a oh, uh, really? there's a side quest back in FC where she runs away because she doesn't want to be in this arranged marriage, and you have to like track her down oh, and wow. bring her back to school. So oh, this is the character like, okay. that just keeps going. Yeah, and, and now she's in another job. arranged marriage, or is it the oh, same arranged marriage? Same arranged marriage. Yeah. Oh okay. man. How does Falcom expect anybody to remember all this shit? <laughs> so, is it does the Fisher the guy Philip or something like that? Yeah, something like that, I think. So, basically, you find out like she's engaged, she's in the arranged marriage for his brother, and his brother is graduated from Thor's already, and you know he's, he's actually in a he's a, he's in next door. Where what's um the city where we just came back from? Heimdar? No. The one where where Lloyd is at. Oh, Crossbell. Yeah, that's where this guy's brother is at. He's in Crossbell. Oh, okay. So yeah, you gotta have this. You can you can have a whole fishing competition, and if you catch the big super duper fish, which I did like right away, that whole thing took no time fishing. Yeah, it was like the first bite, reel it in. Okay, guess what? I won. You don't have to get married to because there's a whole set of rules here and. Each fishing person gets to pick a champion, and they choose you as champion. But also, you get to fish as the fishing guy for a while too, um, or just like one reel or something like that. But yeah, it's, not, it's an actual is, duel where they have their second, their or their 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 yeah, alternate duelist. And <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> so that's great. I I thought my favorite part of it all. Maybe the gosh, there's so many good parts in this. I. I love the fishing, or not the fishing one, the swimming one, where it like recreates the whole swimming race that you're doing in. Uh, yeah. and, and honestly, you know what, Kelly, you mentioned that this was from the first game. Uh, this is what this whole thing is, is, hey, it's Thor's again. Mm-hmm. And they really hit a lot of the same story beats. There's a swimming competition. It's the boys versus the girls. 
And at one point, like the boys are just going to have like their own race. And then the girls all walk out in their swimsuits and it flat out tells you, it's like, who do you want to look at? <laughs> and <laughs> so you pick who you want to look at and the game like starts at their feet and slowly pans up their whole body. And I picked Sarah and like when it pans up her body, because it's like at maybe a 45 degree angle from being directly in front of her, she turns and like stares right out of the screen like i know you're looking at me <laughs> and i swear it wasn't even like the angle that reen would be at i'm like they threw this in there didn't they like hmm. you dirty bastard you knew you were staring at them like yes that's always on my screen but then there's one where you can go into the training field and you battle the year two noble people patrick and they're like yep patrick and like oh you know we're gonna find out who's really in charge at this school who's the best and of course you defeat them and then who comes out now is it next is it sarah and um it's one of the other the, well patrick is a is a year one so after because patrick has this thing with reen like on on and off basically starting when they uh when you liberate um thors and patrick mm -hmm. kind of comes back into the the picture where they kind of begrudgingly are fighting on the same side but patrick makes it clear like that doesn't this doesn't i think he literally says this doesn't mean we're friends now um we're still gonna have our you know our competition or we're still you know i don't i still don't like you so and so um yeah so first you you have to settle it with patrick and he declares that now you're the strongest in the school but since he's only a year one, some of the year two noble um, noble students come out and they say, well, you can't you can't call yourself the strongest in the school until you face off against us also. Oh, and you know what it is? It starts off as a two versus two battle. You get to pick who you're going to fight um, versus Patrick and his buddy. Yeah. But then three of the year two students come out and are like, no, no, no. Like and you get to pick another person to um join you so it's three versus three but then even after that what is it uh principal van dyke or yep and the nurse and then <laughs> they come out and they're like wait a minute you can't battle it'd be the best in the is school it, unless it's you're not the yeah you gotta battle us and they're like you know just to make it fair we'll let you pick a fourth person and you do that so, so. i that's so enjoyable that stuff because now, i like the cheese when it happens in in these like in these moments the ones that are mm -hmm. clearly not meant to have stakes attached to them. This is what I was Correct. saying earlier. Like, I just, I feel like there's way too much of that silly crap during, in the game, during like the main story the when, when there should be stakes, stakes yeah. and there, there just aren't. And, and, and that's where it became a little annoying to me when, when that kind of stuff happened. Like, I like it here. And mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest difference for me from like the first game. Because the first game is is all that. <laughs> it's just uh, it's just kind of silly, silly crap. Yeah, but there's <laughs> not a lot of high stakes in that first game no. until the end. This is high stakes all the way through. Well, but there is warp. that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because three people died, but hey, one person came back to life. So you know that you thought was dead. And then there's the final, 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 oh. final, 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 final dungeon. And basically, you go back into the, uh, what is it, good old, old schoolhouse. School old schoolhouse, yep. yeah. Miraculously, everybody that was a playable character in the game at all comes back, and they're all, like, right at your same level. Um, and this is another one of those things that uh, I, I feel like I did this a lot in Crossbell, and, of course, you just did it in Cold Steel 2, where, okay, like, you need to get up to the 16th floor, mm -hmm. and every four floors there will be a boss battle. It even, it, like, explains it to you at the beginning, and they're all going to be randomly generated corridors. And uh, when you go to every floor, there's, like, four treasure chests. One of them is one of the treasure chests that um, has the monsters in it. 
Um, gosh, I can't remember if it was random or like one of the sets of floors has monsters that you can't do any sneaking up behind. Like they're all the big ones that you can never get a yeah the triple the advantage. Floors are random, but the enemies in them kind of follow progression. So as you mm-hmm. after you take out the first two random bosses, um, then the enemies start scaling up. So it's by, by the third and fourth floor, it's all tough enemies. Yeah, it you know or the third and fourth time. like set. Yeah, yeah. So and I, I want to say it's sixteen floors. I want to say it's like, it is. Yeah, and yeah, every right. fourth floor is just basically a place to save. Um, you can go back down to the bottom because everybody in the entire game's down there, and you can craft new weapons. You get new uh, Zemiria or short shards through there, so you can build another one of the highest weapons in the game. And you know, you can you if you battle. I battled. I think almost every floor I battled the uh, treasure chest with it had the monsters in it because they gave really, really, really good um, quartz. Yep. Yeah. And. I mean, I I just love the magic so much that I felt that was just great to get a lot of those and some of the people. And then at the top, you get through this like, gosh, what the heck? It's it's a bonus boss. And they're like, oh, I've been here. And because you it's like Lucifer, basically. It's the it's the match to the first game's final boss. Mm -hmm. I think. I, I, I want to say they explained that the one you fought in game one was kind of like his shadow. Yes. Like they, they, his, like, yeah. And what's funny is I was screenshotting some of the stuff here. And because at one point, even Reen's like, you shouldn't be here. Like, we shouldn't have to be doing this. <laughs> and Celine and like, they even say something like, like, what do we get if we defeat you? And it was like, nothing. You must like do whatever. And Celine's like, so why are we even doing this? And like, I've got, I've got screenshots of both like Reen and Celine feeling what I was feeling by the end of this. Like, seriously, like it, you're you're trying to make an explanation for why are you going to fight a bonus boss? Cause at this point there's nothing else. Like, what are you going to get a better weapon money? Like the best reward of all. You've already had the credits. (laughs) True credits and a reason to be done. Save clear data. And that's about it. You've stopped the war, although... I don't, it, it I don't didn't. Know. It didn't exactly end well, you know. Yeah. No, <laughs> you stopped well, the war by everybody just being like, "We're all on the side, same side anyway." Well, you didn't stop shit. No, <laughs> the war ended because all the people, every citizen <laughs> of the empire who's stronger than you, apparently, has decided now um, that you've served your purpose and their plan is done. And let's just be done. The war is power over. of friendship, man. It brought them all back together. It's just except for Ouroboros, who took off, kind of pissed off that Osborne's going to do their. Dirty deed. He he took their plan. Yeah. Yep. Whatever it is. <laughs> oh, that that's what the next two games are about. <laughs> oh, sounds phantasmal. I mean, and with all, that, <laughs> all things considered, e- even though some of the story beats in this game is corny as hell, I, I still enjoyed my time with it. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, we we nitpick maybe an hour of the sixty-five or one hundred that we uh, played with it. I enjoyed it. Pascal, have you have you come? I, I know you said tonight you, you didn't really know how you felt yet. Yeah, I, I didn't think still I felt this, this negatively. <laughs> I find myself just complaining a little bit more than I... I don't know. I think, yeah, I think the, the stuff that I, that bothers me is pretty substantial, like... Mm-hmm. Um, Plot-wise. It, it, it impacted my enjoyment a lot, but... 
I don't know. It's not all. It's definitely not all bad or anything like that. Um, yeah. the, you know what? So I haven't even mentioned, but like the thing that just kind of got on my nerves more than anything else, and is this is I mean, this part of goes this this goes with the whole like uh, I just feel like the story just wasn't like giving me a lot um, of seriousness. Is that they um, Reen and just Class Seven in general uh, just constantly praise each other and praise their enemies and they, they just praise everybody so every time they fight somebody or they fight um or or they get beaten in a battle or whatever the case may be it's always uh oh it's such an honor to see your to see your to see your strength in battle and because i faced you i'll now become a better fighter because of it and i i've learned so much from our encounter here and it's the whole like like kind of like honor in defeat you know or honor in victory and we, you know we want to be honorable honorable fighters but there's mm-hmm. so much of it it's just it's a never-ending stream of what kind of like so what josh was saying power of friendship mm-hmm. but um so somebody in in our discord channel um so i can't take credit for this but i find myself like really just agreeing with the way that they worded it is they said um a lot of the i guess i guess in in essence the dialogue right like these things in this game are very pukey <laughs> and it's it's i i probably wouldn't have come up with that myself but i feel like yep that's what it is it's like vomit inducing in the way it tries to just be warm and fuzzy uh-huh. all the time and i i actually turned a friend of mine off of I, I bought this for them way back, like I, before I ever even played it, um, just based on how good the first one was. And I, I, I purchased it for a friend as a uh, as a gift. And I was just talking to them a couple of weeks ago, and I was I was not quite at credits yet, but like far enough to be like, look, one thing you got to be prepared for is all of this. War- we want to be friends with everybody. We want to be friends with the bad guys, and the bad guys are you know, so honorable and we have to praise their fighting prowess. And it's just, it's a never ending stream of pukiness. (laughs) (laughs) And like, basically like, Oh, gag me kind of. Yeah. But I think if that doesn't bother you, then probably a lot of what I'm saying is not like much of a concern. That's probably the, (laughs) for for me, mainly what it was. And I really, really would just hope that that, that kind of goes away. Like if, if, if the game wants to be dark, if we want like a wartime story, I would appreciate darkness and not this constant uplifting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, like the series is capable of it, but I think part of the thing is that, I mean, this series is now stretched out well over 15 years. It started in what, like 2004, 2006 in Japan. It's been going such a long time that, the different sections of the games have been influenced by, you know, the gaming culture and anime culture and pop culture at the times. And that's why you get kind of these disconnects between the Sky games and the Crossbell games and the Cold Steel games. They're all kind of influenced by the milieu that they're that they're, you know, being created in at that time. So even though they're all part of the whole, they're not completely um you know, the, there isn't the exact same tone. thematic through lines and tone all the way through them. Mm. And so you get that, you know, a much darker tone in the first three games than you get here in Cold Steel, which is definitely my problem with Cold Steel as a whole. Yeah, it definitely I, I think you talking about it kind of crystallizes that for me is that it, it, it is a bit kind of like too upbeat <laughs> to be a war story. Yes, to be a gritty yeah. civil war. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I, I personally would be curious to see what animes were popular at the time in 2006 when these first games came out and then kind of slowly track, you know, the anime trends that have changed and how the games kind of mimic those styles. Yeah. I don't, like, like, I still really like Cold Steel, too. I mean, I think that the gameplay portions of it, like, I really enjoyed act two i love the suikoden part of it flying around on the ship and collecting all my all the all the different characters from thor's and adding to my ship even if i didn't care for whatever it was they added it's like oh cool i got i got this thing to collect and i've done it yay (laughs) and and yeah i i've always jokingly called these games kind of my anime trash um (laughs) you know you know not in a mean way or anything but it's you know like my soap operas it, it's more—it's like anime Game of Thrones, you know, because yeah. it's got all this lore, yeah. but it is kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, it's it's anime. <laughs> and you know, sometimes you just like, like having some of those corny story beats, you know, and a nice palate cleanser from your Shimagami Tensei's, where you know those are written to be just as depressing as crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, it's definitely different from that. <laughs> <sighs> well, um. I, God, this this uh, section's gone on for quite some time, so we sound <laughs> like we're wrapping it up and getting into our own personal thoughts, so it's probably time to get into the roundtable, uh, d- dig into our favorite characters and all sorts of other things. So um, we're going to take a brief musical interlude and probably a bathroom break, too. We've been going forever, and yeah, stick around. We'll be right back. Back to RPG Backtrack. Now we're going to get into the nitty gritty. Our personal thoughts about the game, uh, Trails of Cold Steel 2, as if we haven't been injecting our personal thoughts throughout the entirety of the main, main event. Uh, I, I even think Matt said that he had to like change his favorite moments and he, since he technically already <laughs> said it. So, um, that being said, what was your favorite moment from the game, Matt? Well, <laughs> Give me all of 10 seconds to think about it. Well, um, put you on the spot. Uh, honestly, I as, I don't know if I sounded negative about like, oh, you got to go through this and fight floor four floors and fight a boss and whatever. I do like those parts of Cold Steel where it's like, okay, I know I'm going to be in this dungeon, this castle, this post-game area for a while. I liked all the spirit shrines because they followed a, the same pattern. Once I'd been in Wano's, I knew what to expect. Like, okay, I need to go down two mm-hmm. floors. I'm going to fight a boss. Then there'll be a door. And then the second half of the game was like, okay, I'm going to go back through there. I'm going to go to that door. I'm going to go down another two floors. There's going to be something big in the Zamorian ore. Um, I really just love the battle systems in these games. So, all, like, it, as much as, like, parts made me laugh, um, 
other parts were annoying like okay got it power friendship let's move on um like when i could just in, engage with the game and the battle system those were and i knew like you know what i've got a couple hours of this i don't need to worry about finding freaking gambler jack 2 and i don't need to worry about you know spending forever min maxing my uh horrible placement or whatever like i can just go through this dungeon and maybe have a night or two of just battle fun and just, you know, breaking this game wide open, which I'll talk more about later, too. So I'd say, you know, those areas where I knew I had a few hours and a very clear goal to reach it. And to me, honestly, so some of those spots where you just run around and fight can be some of the funnest parts in a JRPG. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of it's kind of like that time where you can just turn your brain off and... T- Turn your brain off, turn on a podcast, and just go hit stuff. Yep. Um, Josh, what about you? Uh, see, I'd already spoiled myself as well. It, like, try, I, I can't remember any, like, specific scenes that stick out. So the the one that, the part that, like, I remember loving the most is just, like, that sweet aspect of Act 2. Like, traveling around in the Courageous, finding all the different, uh, all the different characters from Thor's and adding them to the crew was just, like, so much fun. Yeah, um, gameplay-wise, that was my favorite part. Um, we'll, we'll do Pascal before I get into my story stuff. Um, yeah, there's nothing really in the story so much, but like there were some, there were definitely some notable things. Uh, like I like the fact that you get to actually see Emir, which was mm-hmm. um, cut out of the first game. I think famously there was a um, in the first there, game there was a, a scripted scene, but that never didn't that didn't make it into the game. There, there was a drama CD that was released in Japan yeah. that actually, uh-huh. when this game came out, they Exceed actually went to the trouble to localize, yeah, so you could oh. see it or could see? read oh, it. Right? I should say, I yeah, should okay. say you should read, it. yeah. Yeah, I definitely read it, and I was, and I remember thinking at the time, like, oh, that's you know, just from the way like the descriptions, like the 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 snow town with the hot springs bath, and like, man, this sounds great. Why don't I get to see that? And so that was pretty cool. Not only do you it's get an to anime see the game, you you're going to see the hot springs. Well, you didn't in the last one. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, this but game was you nice. did though. Yep. Um, I, you know what? I uh, so the char- whichever character you whichever whoever you decide you you want your waifu to be you get a um a final bonding moment or or whatever they call it if you build up enough like affection points with them then you get a scene and you can uh and some of the character like I tried a couple of them out like I I did this with 80 character that was high enough uh in in points for me so I think um for me it was Laura, Elisa, Sarah and and one other person can't quite remember who um and some of the characters actually like go pretty pretty heavy so like into the l word <laughs> which no. I don't, which kind of surprised me to be honest uh like they instead like of like him? stringing huh yeah <laughs> like like kind of like i kind of like you yeah kind of like you but instead of like stringing it along for multiple more games before finally something like develops i guess like as far as like a relationship goes between whoever reen's girlfriend is meant to be like they actually uh, like elisa says i love you laura says she loves him if you if you get that far with her i don't know i was just kind of pleasantly surprised by that like it felt it felt like one of the few things that i was able to like do that had some kind of I don't know, maybe like impact on a like a character arc. Mm-hmm. He can't kill anybody. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, oh, and then um, the fact that Crow died kind of kind of surprised me, and I do like the aftermath of that in the epilogue. The way the way that it like I actually did feel kind of a sense of loss at that when they're all back at Thor's and like at various points when uh, when Crow just kind of like comes up in in conversation or they um, or they I don't know they 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 go someplace where Crow would have been like or they talk to Angie and George and stuff like that. And um, when when Reed kind of like thinks about Crow and it becomes that like silent moment and you can kind of sense like, oh, it's, you know, he's sad about it. And I kind of felt that way. Like it's it, it is kind of rare, I would say, that like one of your main cast dies after after I didn't see it coming. He was in class seven, at, you know, the second half of the game. So, yeah, like, like the whole point is like class seven's moving on. Everybody's yeah. got something to do. George is going to go tour all the Orville factories in the continent. And, you know, everybody's got jobs to go spread out to. Yeah, I didn't I didn't um, really think Crow worked really well as a motivation, like the motivation of we have to do all of this to get Crow back. I, I thought felt kind of flat, but like mourning his loss, uh, that one that worked for me. Mm-hmm. I so can like, agree speaking, with that, yeah. Speaking of people moving on, that was actually one of the things I wanted to ask. Like, maybe you guys can, like, clear it up. So... Reen decides, and I'm guessing maybe this was when I was falling asleep. I don't know. He decides that he's going to stay at Thor's like another semester. And I'm guessing it's because he missed too much school. Right. Right. <laughs> um, he's and, been off fighting wars. Yeah. So he, yep. missed, he missed class. But, yeah, well, that's true. Okay. So the rest Everybody of, else did like an accelerated program. I, I had this question too. And I think, was, was it Alex that answered this? Or maybe Josh did? I can Discord. understand why like the second years are leaving. So it makes sense that George and... and, and some but class like seven nobles. is too. Like yeah, they're all no, but going. class seven is like we're we're leaving you behind, Reed. We're all going off and doing our thing. And and I kept it, it really confused me. Like, wait, oh hold on. Has it like was game one year two? And was this supposed to be I mean, uh, game one was the first year, this was the second year. Am I missing something? But like, no, they're still first years. Why are they leaving? And yeah, you got Patrick and all the other second years that are still second years. Everybody else is staying, so I really don't understand. School is and, confusing. It was explained that like when they got back, they all did some accelerated program, you know, to push through to get done really fast. And, you know, hey, they just had a bunch of experience with the war, maybe being (laughs) in military school. This is a military school, though, right? And Thor's Academy. And I don't think any of them are going into the military at this point. Yeah, I think that's right. (laughs) So I think they're all done. Like, listen, we just fought a war. Somebody died. Like, we gotta get out of here. Otto died. Otto died. Like this shit's real. We gotta like, all leave. Gonna, we don't want to go to military school anymore. So I, I don't know. Yeah. Me. I thought maybe it was because Sarah decided to become a bracer again, and so with her gone, they cancel class seven is canceled, and the students aren't allowed to stay. That seemed a little <laughs> harsh. I didn't. That's why. That seemed more like a punishment than anything else. So I don't know. I was just very confused by this whole decision. Losing Sarah I think, as my teacher would be a punishment. Oh. <laughs> so i think that was i feel like that was just done as like a oh we don't want the the third game to like keep the same status quo of everybody still being students at the academy like we need to end this but the, but there's only been one year they, they're yeah. still first year mm-hmm. students oh well just that's it for class seven for graduating yeah. yeah. And I don't, way, I don't even think it says that they graduated. They're just all moving on to other jobs. And... So maybe class seven was only meant to ever be a one year program because they, they, that would actually explain why they constantly say 
Crow will graduate with us. Well, wait a minute. He was a second year. Wouldn't he, by definition, he, have graduated a year ahead of the rest of them? Unless it was only meant to be a one-year Didn't program? he, like, slack off or something like that? That's why he got put back yeah, in their classes. True. Yeah, Because he was correct. in danger of, like, failing or something. Yes. Because he missed classes because he was actually C and going around and doing all the <laughs> stuff that Cole still want. Because that's what you do when you're when when somebody slacks so hard that they're about to fa- flunk out of school. Put them in the advanced program. <laughs> but oh. he's a second year back in the advanced first grade pro- first year program. Yeah. yeah. Anime shenanigans. It's very confusing to me. <sighs> all, right. Well, all right, Kelly, tell your story stuff. Well, um, my my first favorite story moment was the fact that this game established the running joke with Elliot and his dad and. Um, ducking out from underneath his hugs because that little bit made me laugh my ass off, especially when, you know, he comes out of a tank, sees his boy, is like, oh, my boy, give me a hug. And then runs towards him, Elliot ducks, and he's like, why did you duck, son? Come hug me. (laughs) And, oh my god, that is so funny. (laughs) I I, I paraphrase there because I I watched the cutscene again this afternoon just to remind myself of it because I was I couldn't remember if the, the, the running joke was established in this game or not but um, yeah that that cracked me up but but also the the reveal at the end that Reen was Chancellor Osborne's Osborne's son right after you find out Chancellor Osborne is still alive um, just because of how soap opery that is because yeah at that point I just I put down my controller and I started laughing my ass off because it was like, of course he's his son. Why would I expect anything else? <laughs> it's Star Wars. Yes, yes. <laughs> Reen, I am your father. And oh, it's just much. you know you got to take these games with a, with a grain of salt. They're they're gonna be corny, but that's what's fun about them is the the corny plot twists. Um, yeah, that that's my favorite story moments. Um, favorite gameplay moment, like I said, is getting the airship and just you know getting the band back together. Um, so Matt, was, Matt, did you did you not? In, your favorite new your new favorite moment was not the fact that um, instructor Sarah tells Reen that she has feelings for him and come look her come look her up in a couple of years. Oh hell yeah, she was my waifu. <laughs> We're getting there. <laughs> That's the next question. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I I had to split these up by question, like. So I, I guess that's a good uh, good transition here. So yeah. Uh, so who is your waifu? Well, since uh, Pascal put me oh. on the spot there, um, you maxed out four of them, Pascal. I only maxed out two. I maxed out Fie and uh, Sarah, and Fie mainly because she's so ridiculously useful. She's like uh, we have this later too. Who's your favorite character? She's my favorite character. But you know, we're talking waifu. Um, it's Sarah. And this goes back to something that I was joking about, like not even joking, like kind of dead serious about um, with the Rune Factory games. I was brought this up, I think, in uh, one, of the, one of the area of the discords. Oh, it was in the RPG cast area um, when I was like, you know what? I, I, at this point, I, I'm in my mid 40s. I'm a grown ass man. I, I don't need to role play as teenagers anymore playing these games like like the Rune Factory games. I was like, why can't I like date the older sisters? Why can't I date the mom age people that look like they're 22? Um, why can't I date the ants? And I, I use some interesting acronyms for all those. Um, but like it, 
like dating the teenagers, dating the 14 year olds, the 15 year olds, the 17 year olds. Um, it's like beyond my limited ability to pretend at this point. So I, I just role play as myself and I'm like, you know what? If I was me, who I am, who would I date here? Oh, perfect. You know, teacher Sarah. I went for the adult in the group. Um, and I, one of the things I. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, he, he's an adult pretending to, you know, he's, he's going to be dating a teenager. Um, I was the other way. I mean, I'm an adult not trying to date a teenager in these games. So um, but it, it got a lot of annoying parts of the game because Sarah's repeatedly just suggesting to Reen like, hey, sit down, have a beer. Come on, have some ale or whatever. And Reen's always like, oh, I'll sit down. But it, it can't be an alcoholic beverage. It can't be a beer. It can't be an ale. I got to have this. And I mean, this happens like, what, eight, ten times in the game. It's like all the frickin time. And I'm like, you know what? Thor's is like college. What the hell are a bunch of college kids doing? Having some beers. Drinking. Come on, Reen. Drinking. Well, my issue is that Thor's thinks it, you know, like the issue in real life where Thor's thinks it's okay for a kid to go to war, but not to drink oh, their yeah. troubles away. It, exactly. They're sitting reading a freaking crossbell to chop, uh, what is it, tanks from the Calvard Republic in half. You know, you can go chop tanks in half and maybe never kill anybody. But at the same time, God forbid you have a drink. I, I like, honestly he doesn't need wonder, to get plastered, but have a social drink with your teacher. See, and you she's see, got I the wonder, hots for you, too. I, I'd be curious to know what the Japanese version was like, because I thought that the drinking age in Japan was 18. But Green, I even could 18 be, in this game. I, I could be wrong. I don't know if they had to localize it like that to avoid a, a M rating. I, I like 100 percent. I agree with that. that. That That's probably part of it. Um, yeah, because I mean, these are I, I guess these still kind of like high school people, not. I, I see Thor's and like it's a military academy. You're not going to a military academy and get sent out to war as a teenager, but really you are. That's what these are. These people aren't in the 1920s. They're not in boot camp or anything. But no, I, I, I maxed out Sarah and I only saw her scenes. Now I, now I feel like I got to go back and find a good YouTube video with all the other scenes that you just mentioned, Pascal. But yeah, Sarah flat out was like, you know, look me up when you get a little older. She does give him a little peck on the cheek. And yes. I think she calls it a down payment, which that yes, was, oh. she does. <laughs> like, there, because he helps her pack her bags. Like he, like she's completely an irresponsible person. <laughs> and like that was one of the tasks is you have to help her pack. He like finds her drinking and like by the way, your bedroom was like a total dump. Like aren't you leaving tomorrow? Shouldn't you box that shit up? And like you go up there, and I think that's where she gives him the kiss on the cheek and. Yeah, it's a little well, taste of what, you know, when you yeah. look me up in a couple of years. I mean, I'm, if I say anything, I'll probably spoil somebody else's waifu, so I'll just hold on. No, go, <laughs> go right, for so it. There's mine. I'm done. I'm, go ahead. No, Josh, go. Oh, me? Oh, well, I just went with Laura, because Laura is best girl. I was very consistent in trails. Mm. So Did Laura, you stick with game? that all the way? Yes. Yes, all the way okay. through. Well, since, uh, since the game won't let me be gay, because... I, I wanted to be with my husbando Gaius, but no, I have to pick a girl. So I went with who I would have picked if I was actually dating a girl, and that it would, it would have been Emma, because I have a thing for witch girls, especially ones with glasses. And big boobs. Yeah. Yeah, that too. <laughs> um, Milliam, at one point, calls them stuff you can set a, set a teacup on or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I or, think or, I... Or, you I can, think I, I hope one day I'll, that. I can use them as a shelf, like Emma's. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Altina can go on the shelf. I was going to say, Altina can go on that shelf. <laughs> Nobody puts Altina on the shelf. 
Hey, she shelves you know, herself. You know what? As somebody with D cups, I, I can sympathize. That makes a good ramen bowl uh, <laughs> platform. So, since you so bring up my boobs, belly, is it just me, or did half of the cast get? I mean, I understand a month has gone by, right? But I don't think a, <laughs> some of the some of the ladies of class seven have gotten a little bit more well endowed. I feel like over or since game one. Is that just me? Maybe no. they just all bought water no, bras. I didn't. Like Emma was kind of like man, that. I was before. playing on the Vita. Those assets were the same exact assets as the first game. So if if you put nobody um, redid character models. If you put like Elisa in her, what are the what's the special clothes in this game? Like their casual outfit or something that you can change oh, yeah. them into. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like suddenly she has boobs. And Laura's casual outfit is like a nightdress, like a like a it's nightgown. A white, yeah, it, well, it's a, like a white, like a summer dress or something like that. Oh, okay. I okay, I, I, I didn't see it as a nightgown. I saw it as like you know that's what you'd wear. Heck, there we had dress up day today where every division of our school wore different colors, and there were so many high school girls like in these big flowy white like summer dresses today. Mm, it's just. It just seems like there's more pronounced cleavage in this game. Sarah, <laughs> Emma, Laura. Well, ma- maybe if on. you're putting them in their casual gear, they're gonna, you know. And then he comes in. He comes. Uh, he comes, Angelica, with her. Now this is kind of like a. I don't know. I find this to be a pet peeve. I don't. I don't really like when when a character is this like defined by her sexuality. <laughs> I mean, yes, like some of the things she says are like kind of humorous. But but also annoying at the same time. She's a one beat character, man. That is. Yeah. yeah. Um, if, if she's in your party and your party spots a treasure chest, be prepared for yeah. her <laughs> to talk about getting, laying her hands on yet another chest and, and things, of, things of that nature. You know, who says that too is Sharon. I what? swear at the beginning. Yes. I, and you know, I'll got to go back through my screenshots. I'll have to what? do that later on the Vita. But I do have screenshots, and I believe it's Sharon is like, look at that chest. <laughs> and yes, because they have comments like that. You're right. If they're in your traveling party, when they see the treasure chest, like, ooh, look over there. There's another treasure chest. Maybe but there's I, another reason why Sharon is, you know, choosing to be um, hmm. the the Reinford housekeeper. In, hmm? mm, interesting. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm I, actually. Yeah, I swear it's Sharon that says it. Sorry. I, I'm just sort of amazed that you actually remembered how to take a screenshot on your Vita. Oh, gosh, I've got thousands of them on there. It, <laughs> I can the, never remember. It, it It's the home button and the start button. See, that's what I thought. That's what yep. I always, I always hit like some weird combination of buttons. Pretty anyway, sure that, um, that the best, like, we found a treasure chest phrase has to be fees. Every time she says, I spy with my little eye the goods. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one well i went i went um alisa all the way i'm i'm su- super boring like that because i feel like that's the that's definitely the one the game like pushes on you mm-hmm. that is, yeah, that i is did that the in the first. yeah 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 um i never really use her in this game well reen reen does a little bit of lip locking if you pick laura or alisa no they do a little a little lip, lip to lip action multiple times too kinky <laughs> uh so, so aside from waifus did you guys have any particularly memorable classmates for the ship no <laughs> oh i forgot well. you hated everybody <laughs> <laughs> All right, I loved talking about lip locking, you know, the one with the biggest lips in the entire game. Oh, no. Um, Margarita. 
And I, Wait, I mean, her I, story is funny. Yes, it, it is like, I mean, she is so into Vincent and this carries over from the first game. So you finally like find her. Um, she's like sitting in a restaurant or like a canteen in one of the various outposts, like far at the end of the uh, continent or whatever. And, you know, she's like, oh, she's only at Thor's because she's thirsty for a husband. It's like, that's why she's at Thor's. She wants to find a husband. She's had her eyes on Vincent. Um, and, you know, I, she's always eating, too. She's she's definitely a chubby character in the game. I think, like, the only character model that's, like, really that big. Um, and, like, her face looks, like, strangely bloated. It doesn't, the character model looks kind of weird, but I think she's like that to, you know, for a reason. I mean, um, and it's kind of you, it's kind of insulting. I feel like it is. No, I yeah, I I'm normally not one to get offended, but that does kind of bother me that she's it's a little in much. there just to make fun of fat people. <laughs> yeah, and I mean that that's her shtick. Like I think when you recruit her, um, she sits in the kitchen area and you feed her unique dishes. And if you feed her all the unique dishes, <laughs> that's true. Yep, yeah. If you feed her all I never the looked at dishes. it as you feed her unique dishes, but yeah, that is true. Well, that's what you do. You give it to her. I mean, I, I didn't. You give it I, to her. I did a ton of cooking in this game, but I didn't bother to do the unique dishes. I used them for combat purposes only. Um, but at the end, she's reunited with Vincent, and he, like, totally rejects her. I mean, he makes it really clear that um, he needs to do it, but he kind of does it in a too nice way. And I can't remember what exactly he says. Something like, you know, I think he uses the word yet. Like, I got I got to go, like, fight in this yeah, I think, war. Yeah, at this time. At this have, time or something like that. I have too that. many other commitments to my yeah. family. And, and she's she the, totally yeah. hangs on that. Like, yeah. does he mean, oh, we can still have ten kids. It just got to wait a while. And It's that dumb and dumber moment. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. you're telling Please. me there's a chance. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what she takes from that. But you're right, Kelly. I mean, they they use the fact that she's like this big overweight. He never says that's why. I mean, she's got a she, she's got other problems with her too. Um, you know, being all over this guy as like a 17 year old. Like she's already planning on having 10 kids with him. Um, but the, I I did enjoy that storyline. It because it, it made me laugh. No, oh, that's fair. You make me sick. I mean, <laughs> it's just it's just one of those things that I just. Anytime something like that happens, it's like, oh, Japan, mm-hmm. you're still kind of behind the times. <sighs> like, they don't yeah. have to make that character model look like that. No, no. But I, I don't want to ruin the game for me for the most part. I just kind of roll my eyes and move on. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but sp- speaking of <laughs> insulting characters, I, I always have a soft spot for Monk. Um, <laughs> just because his storylines always crack me up. Oh, you have like to get the that. sticker for his radio. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kelly, you said Gaius was your guy. I yeah. Um, in the first game. So is it just me? I feel like he he kind of got shafted in this game a little bit. Oh yeah. Um, he didn't show up a whole lot when he had a really good uh, what I felt a really good story in the first yeah, game. Right. Yeah. And in this game, not like nothing really of any consequence, I don't think, concerning. Like, he was the least involved, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, not his country. They, uh, they, <laughs> right. They make up for yeah. it a little bit in the, um, third, is it? The oh, third nice. Fourth game, Josh. I mean, I don't have like a, I don't have like a, yeah. Fourth game? Yeah. I'm not super invested in him, but as, as far as like the male characters, I, 
like I feel like there's more potential in him than like to me the whole uh uses and uh Machias thing is kind of tired like in the first game it was okay in this game it just doesn't really mm, I don't know it doesn't really like fire well it's played out at this point played out and i don't really think it i I feel like it makes no sense in in the context of what's going on in the game like first of all guy um uh uses has like bigger things to worry about than his rivalry with Gaius, right and Mm -hmm. plus they're they constantly claim they're kind of over it but then not really Eh. so they they fell flat for me too but man um Gaius is like really really did not like show up at all Mm -hmm. yeah and that sucks because Gaius had my absolute favorite moment in the uh, first game, which was um, him saying, why, why do you guys care about whether or not you're nobles or not? You know, because mm. he comes from a place where that isn't an issue. And honestly, he, he's right. It shouldn't be an issue. And the, the fact that he had such a great moment in the last game, it kind of didn't happen in this game, just kind of bugged me. But, you know, when you've got, like, what, 19 playable characters yeah. at this point, it's kind of hard to balance them all. Not everybody can get ahead, Pat. Yeah. <laughs> um, Josh, did you have anybody? Oh, well, whenever I whenever I can't think of someone, I always go with Becky or Beryl, because they're always huh. entertaining, Lord L. <laughs> Oh, there was some weird thing with Beryl in this game. Near near the very end, they they actually make a point of addressing it when you're back at Thor's that she disappears. Is Beryl what I'm thinking of? Really? The occult Bar- girl? Yes, the occult girl. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that happening? Vaguely. So it's during the the, the epilogue. Um, because she well, so she's there. You if you if you collect her, she's she's there. Even her her collecting quest, like she kind of like ethereal ethereally um you chase her up the mountain, I think. And it, it, it feels like she's kind of there, but not really. Like she's always like two steps ahead of you, which seems a little odd. Um, but then when you finally go back to Thor's, she, uh, sorry, I got ahead of myself. On the ship, you can visit her and she tells you, she uses her crystal ball to tell you who you have like a good um, relationship with for the for the bonding event. Then when you go back to Thor's, they say she's disappeared. Nobody knows where she is. And her room is like locked. I don't, hmm. Maybe... I don't know if you, if yeah, you try I'm, to go into... Interesting. I'm looking at the wiki, and it's mm-hmm. like, during the October War, Beryl provides information that remains compatible with his classmates and close acquaintances. When she's encountered in Ymir with no explanation, she visibly disappears into nothingness when she's finished speaking. Okay. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and and so then again, she, she disappears from Thor's. Her, the, the occult research room is locked, or whatever they call it. It says she's um, also found in Nord and at the Longren Castle, interested in uh, the Saints see, resting ground. That's uh, creepy. The right castle there. is that's yep. that's creepy. I think they imply that there's you know that she's a lot more than just a student at Thor's. Like there's something else there, and then she does reappear at the very 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 end. She's she's back in her. Uh, I think she's back in that in the the research room at some point. <laughs> and and Reen like mentions it and she doesn't give an explanation. <laughs> just saying. And um, kind of along the same line did you guys have any favorite characters in this game uh, other than the the characters that you actually get to play Duvely is always one of my favorite characters i love the the put upon night of the grails ritter <laughs> she is she's hilarious her, her voice <laughs> she's always actress does really well yeah her voice actress is great she's like very uh, shrill in a funny way put upon i guess is like a great way to say it, like you said uh, she's stuck she's stuck you know like kind of like uh 
you know, babysitting McBurn in a lot of this <laughs> game. So yeah, it's like, why am I stuck with this crap? And and also, um, doesn't he like Lu leave Blanc. her a couple times? Yeah. Like, eh, I'm, I'm done with this battle. Like, She's whatever. always no! with like the worst, the worst of <laughs> yeah. whoever, whichever male, like like either the ones that don't don't care at all about what they're doing, or they're very preoccupied with other things. And she's like, man, I got to make these people work. Like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and didn't she, she, like, totally give up on uh, Alabrea? Wasn't she there with Duke Alabrea? And he, like, commands her. She's like, I'm not really here for you. Yeah. Like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> or it's somebody that you go to, like, take down at some point. Like, um, commands her to do something. It might be one yeah, of the commanders. Not, in the. It's not Alabrea. It's just, like, a random commander in one yeah. of the military forts. Um, that you take which, over, yeah. By the way, and I think also that same like kind of like no name military commander is possibly the best voice actor in the game. Um, he, he, he's <laughs> I don't know who who decided, but um, his choice in like voice acting is so crazy over the top, and he has this, and he he like he rolls all his R's in such a flamboyant way. It's amazing for this, like just inconsequential character that shows up one time only. Oh, doesn't he like capture, um, what is it? Elliot's sister or something like that? Yeah. Isn't yeah, that yeah. what his, his whole claim to fame that you got to go take him out for is? I mean, he's like, <laughs> like main villain of the week quality. Like it's great. <laughs> Are we going to talk about voice actors that, um, specifically still or no? I mean, like, if you've ever watched an anime in the past 10 years, um, that voice actor is probably in this game. (laughs) Sorry, it's like, you know, for anime, I always cross-reference One Piece because everybody's in that game or in that uh, TV show. You could do that with the Trail series. I particularly like um, Machias as far as voice actors go. And I kind of wonder why he's not the main, why he's not Reen. Let me look at Machias' actor to see if it's anybody I recognize. Just so I, I very rarely ever really mess with Machias. Like he's not a character I enjoy, so mm-hmm. I don't get to hear um like his I don't know his stuff very often. But when I do, man, like I really like his uh, his voice actor. Machias uh, is yeah. Edward Bosco. Yeah, I think he's he's mm-hmm. kind of like top for me. I also like Sharon a lot. She's got a really interesting accent see where is sharon uh getting into my favorite characters it it is of course celine because she's a kitty um sharon krueger her voice actress is mella lee Hmm. you know who i fell out of my chair though when i saw uh in the credits when i saw who voices milliam i was like no that that can't be that can't be real so milliam is voiced by ashley birch <laughs> I cannot stand Milliam as far as voices go, but I love Ashley Birch's voice acting. <laughs> like to me, that's what made Horizon. Wow, it's Tiny Tina. I am not surprised that those two characters are the same voice actors. T- Tiny Tina from Borderlands is also Ashley Birch. Yeah. Oh, I just but- I, I I cannot stand Milliam <laughs> listening to her. <laughs> It's isn't that kind of like part of what you're supposed to be with a bit with a bit at least with Milliam? Preteen, uh, yeah, yeah. She's supposed to be a touch insufferable. Yeah, just a bit. Now, my favorite character is just a few years older than her. I I, I said this last time. Um, Pascal's already giving me hell for this. I love Fia, but it is like I I do I loved her because she was always taking naps, didn't give a shit in the first game. Um, this one, she's got some really good story in the game, but 
I mean, it, it just goes back to the combat. Like, I got her up. I couldn't get the 100% dodge on her um, for her evasion that I read somewhere I could. But I got her up to, like, 95%. And honestly, she was well over 50% halfway through the game. And, like, that was just one of my big strategies is just go, like, stick her right in front of the enemies or right in the middle of the enemies. And they'd always try to hit her and always miss like i probably the second half of the game if she'd get hit like once per hour it would be surprising yeah i'm not giving you hell for for her this time because i i agree with you and on the final boss of the game i think or maybe that's just because like like you i also you had used her a lot and she was pretty pretty well like like built up stat wise yeah but his his attacks um his like special magic attacks always miss her mm-hmm. and i I don't know if that's inherent or if that's just like because of like us playing her. I don't know. I also feel like, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just saying that segues into our next question, which is your battle strategy. But finish your thoughts first, I guess. Sorry. I was just going to say, because Matt said uh, he like um, Fee's story. And I agree, which which is what I actually would say uh, is a reason why I like uh, Leo and Zeno. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're not like they could be more fleshed out, probably. It would be great. I, I would love it if they came back in the sequels because I, I, I was sure would like to know more, but they're definitely very interesting. It's a it's an interesting premise to like learn more about like the Jaeger core and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which you get a lot of with Sarah in this one. And, uh, you know, maybe it's the favorite, the former Jaegers, but um, my battle strategy was like pretty consistent from the beginning to the end. Like um, I when I could pick, I'd have Fie. Um, usually getting triple advantages galore. And one of the first uh, orbments that I could get on her was the one that boosts arts by 25%. And like I said, I, I like for quite a few games now, I've been really heavily reliant on arts. And I would build, I built Emma up to just be like a battery and just have the highest everything. Like she had crap defense, um, had no physical attack because I just, every piece of equipment was on Emma to do the most arts damage possible. Um, I usually had Reen and Sarah, um, if I could pick, in the front row attacking. Fie would boost Emma and then just like get in people's way and you know, take all the non-hits and just dodge. Um, But also I'd have VA like running around giving the CP regen stuff or like any, any food. I did so much cooking in this game. It was ridiculous how much food cooking I did. Um, And VA was usually running around feeding people, (laughs) dodging enemy attacks, shoving food in people's mouths. Emma would be hanging in the back, casting the big art spells. Um, Reen was like completely boosted with every bit of, cp regen stuff he could do um there was times like i would do s crafts on trash mob and could do an s craft again right away because he would get so much cp back um from that battle and honestly that's how i took care of bosses too i was just completely offensive um i'd bring in elliot for sarah usually um just to have that his uh s craft or his s break would revive and heal everybody from every status problem so that was always good to have in there. Um, he was a good secondary magic user. So um, if he would stand close enough at the beginning of the battle to Emma, they'd both get their arts boosted up. And, you know, just, again, Fie, like, taking the non-hits. And yeah, I, I used Laura and Sarah quite a bit on bosses just to bring them in to do S-breaks. Um, and 
that there was some food at the end that you could get up to I want to say plus 77 for CP and you know if you got in a hit on a couple people and you know got about 20 or so CP back and had 77 boosted up you could just keep chaining those S crafts over and over again yeah it's just been too long for me that's the only thing I really remember was just like really abusing S crafts in the game mm-hmm using the cp regenerate on rain mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i was i mean not not just the s crafts but the crafts in general because i like picking characters that can just do all sorts of aoe damage with those and um just trying to hit as many people as i can and trying to um burn them all down for regular battles and then yeah um bo- boss fights just spamming the hell out of s crafts until things die yeah, I'm I'm kind of in awe of how much like flexibility the combat system has. Not and not unfortunately not always in a good way because there were times when like it did annoy me to have to go back into menus when like if a boss was giving me a hard time I I didn't really like having to go through uh, equipment screens and changing out this and changing out quartz and stuff like that. I I wish there was less of that or there was maybe a so for there's no like auto equip function which sometimes I would have appreciated that. Wait. There was. You, you could, uh, yeah, for the orbments. You could really. <laughs> yep, there was an auto equip, and you could set it to be balanced, um, to be more like healing or offensive. There was um, one. Never in my life have I seen this. <laughs> yeah, about? It's what are you kind- talking about? I, 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 I don't know if you have to like strip everything off for it to like really work best. Hmm. I can't. I don't remember if it would like switch ones that were already equipped. But no, there was there. There's an auto equip. Wow. Okay. Going well, back hmm. to the Vita days, I, I <laughs> doubt that would be something they took out of it. Yeah, I, I used to use that too, um, just because I don't like thinking too much about the orbments for the most part. Um, now, it causes me too much stress. Now, say for Reen and Fie, I would, but like. Yeah, for everybody else, like Laura's just there to do physical damage. I don't really need to build her up specifically. So, but you're also getting you're getting new orbments all the time. Yeah, there's so many characters, so <laughs> it just becomes like a long circus, you know. So sometimes I would like I would say like if I was there weren't that many bosses I would get stuck on, but the couple that I did, sometimes I would have to say, all right, call it a night. And tomorrow, first thing I'm going to do when I go back to the game is I'm going to go ahead and take I'm I'm going to say an hour. It was never probably an hour, but like at least a good 30 minutes, right? I'm going to devote the first 30 minutes to just going to the menu and and looking at uh, orbman placement and setup and stuff like that. And that's like it's great <laughs> that there's so much flexibility because like it can make a boss that you're like getting nothing done against into a pushover so that's Mm -hmm. really impressive but also i wish i didn't have to do it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah um but it's cool how many builds you can get like like i i didn't really mess with with magic a whole lot outside of healing um but between like ultimate weapons and then like some of the other stuff you can do like i i usually linked up reen and fee and because of her high dodge she gets a lot of uh what do they call like reflex actions or something they counter attacks uh, basically counter attacks yeah. and um i i ended up setting her up with a uh a, a quartz that every counter attack of hers becomes a critical which then if she's linked Ooh. with another character gives the other character an attack as well right mm. um and reen was the first person i gave an ultimate weapon to and on top of that like boosted his like strength or uh, his attack stat no strength yeah. i think is what it is in this game yeah it's strength. Like, yeah so he was my main damage like physical damage dealer anyway and he would get all these um 
counterattacks because of fees dodges. Uh, so that that led to a lot of stuff. And then that builds up CP. And then you can very quickly trigger an, an S-craft as well, and so on and so forth. So I really appreciate like the level of flexibility that's just in there in the combat. That, that's cool. I I don't even remember that one. Like, you know, that would have been perfect to put on my fee. Because I did that. I my favorite one was uh, I gave Emma something that her first magic attack of the of the battle would always be like double. Yeah, like it it was insane. Like I mean, I'd always have her boosted like at plus fifty percent because I think her her thing like automatically gave her twenty five percent higher arts at the beginning of a battle, and then um, Fee would always cast the spell on her. So you know she's already pumping out like one hundred and fifty percent, and then her first one would always then hit for like 300 percent you know yeah one uh one drawback of that though i will say is when you do get stuck on something it's almost worthless to look up like a guide because there's so many variables (laughs) involved that no matter what strategy somebody else came up with there's no way that you can replicate it because your character's here and nothing is anywhere near what it what theirs was probably no i yeah i followed along with a uh spoiler free guide and honestly i I probably just a couple pages in i was like i don't even know why i should read this for boss battles because i'm not gonna be able to do any of that (laughs) i just need to go with i'm doing and boost up or you know maybe once or twice put a status equipment you know something block status effects that certain bosses would do and uh, roll with are we it. done talking about battle because uh-huh. now we got favorite song which goes right back into battles um, <laughs> <laughs> hey this is probably a record for me because two episodes in a row i actually have a favorite song um although this one's kind of like a bland cop out um I just really like the battle theme Um, and it's just like this game and and playing over so many of the games in like just the past two years, like this whole the the whole Kiseki series here is really like this is my favorite RPG battle system. Like I've said for years, it was Grandia. And honestly, like this feels like what maybe Grandia could have turned into had Grandia got six, seven games. Mm-hmm. Um, the positioning, the AOE, just, I mean, uh, it, if I could just keep boosting people, hitting people in the air, that'd be like the ultimate, ultimate. Like, what else, what else does it mi- missing that Grandia doesn't have? So, and, you know, I it, it's it's a double-edged sword with what uh, Pascal was talking about, like having to spend that time with the Orbments. But, you know, I'll do that for three or four people, like spend that time to really min-max those. Everybody else, you know, just let it go the way it is. Give Laura a bunch of attacks, give somebody else just, you know, a bunch of magic stuff, whatever. I'm not going to spend too much time on that. But um, like, I, I just love breaking these things and like starting off every battle with by like the third or fourth time Emma's doing a 50,000 um damage spell to the whole area so the battle theme just got like stuck in my head and like it it was just cool that like i i just i i as i was typing all my notes on this last night i just had the battle theme running on repeat it's hard to pick a song it's always hard to pick a song for me in these games just because you know all the music is so good but i i picked one called bring up trust um just because it you know going through it the soundtrack before the show is like man this is a really kicking tune you know like my kind of music like um i really like heavy metal and just stuff that just um, is really fast paced energy and then it kicks into a violin solo and it's like this is awesome 
Yeah, I always love Sound Team JDK stuff, but yeah, like I always love their really upbeat guitar infused stuff. So like I really liked Take what is it called? Take the Wind Word. You'll be hearing these three songs. You probably have yep. heard all three three songs by now, right? Two. Yep, cuz we I don't usually, know where we're on the podcast. <laughs> um we yeah, we usually put our favorites in the show notes, so Yes. There you go. You'll have one to that's out not which a favorite. Uh, what did you not like? Favorite. I uh, I always think it's a terrible idea when um when games have songs with lyrics like actual like singing parts as like not if they're just a one off it's fine but if it's some kind of like a dungeon music or a repeating track no and this one does the um it, it plays during all of the uh, what are the, sh- the, the shrines? shrines the ancient shrines and then again I think in the final castle which is this like this 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 opera singing that's all I <laughs> that's I'll make all sure I can not to, play to describe this. it <laughs> it's uh it's it's just this like like a female opera singer um singing her part and it repeats over and over and over and over and over again oh yeah now i remember what you're talking about yeah, yeah i yeah. think i know what you're talking about too and yeah that is annoying and it wouldn't have bothered me at probably still a little bit but not as much if it didn't give me um disgaea flashbacks because it oh, sounds no. very disgaea like the um like the hub world from disgaea 6 before I want to go back a couple of months. And that was not, for me, a good experience, and I couldn't stand it here. Even though I know this game came first, but nope. Well, there you go. Um, now you can, we, we... You can insert that song as background music the whole time I'm talking. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, uh, you could probably go first, Pascal, since you had uh, finished this game, like, I think as recently as this week. Uh, what, were, what was your memories when you was playing the game? It was last week, thank you. <laughs> What's my memories? Oh. Well, it's fresh in your head. <laughs> um, how about a 16-floor dungeon and a bullshit boss is not the way I want to end a 100-hour RPG that ended 20 hours ago. <laughs> whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, 20 hours? I don't think I spent oh, no, five hours right, on maybe the not. You're right, you're right. Okay, <laughs> that is unfair. It's not 20 hours ago. But no, but, I, I know what you mean. Like, yeah. Um, that game you know, was it, done. Approaching 10 hours ago then, like, (laughs) you know, a a good six, six hours or so ago, I would probably say, uh, is when the game ended. And even then it was starting to, well, it had grown long in the tooth long since already. And now, like, I like the epilogue up until that point, but now you want me to do a 16 floor dungeon, say, come again with every character. Well, okay. So you don't have to use them all, but like, I got to go back through and check equipment and I... Why can what can the game just be over? <laughs> you didn't and have to. I mean, I use the same people as the end. I also had this very annoying habit of constantly um putting the lowest level people in my party so that nobody gets left behind. <laughs> yeah, I do that too. Mm-hmm. And I think it did bite me in the ass a few times in this game. Oh. Um. Despite te- teaching during the Bush era, I leave people behind. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Pascal, I feel your pain on the ending because it, and Matt, I know this drives you crazy too. When a RPG has a clear stopping point but will not end. Mm, yep. Yeah. And, and this had a clear stopping point. Like, okay, yeah. goodbye. Um, you know, me, you know, mentally you're kind of ready to be done with the game, and it when it goes on for another, well, you, you exaggerate twenty hours. But I mean, even, this could easily go on ten. You're right. Yeah. It, it just it's like. 
oh my god, pacing. Why won't you use it? Um, so I feel your pain there, Pascal. <laughs> Why won't you use it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that could be the title of the episode. <laughs> eh, we've got options. Right. I, I, I almost want to call it uh, Justice for the Guy That Died. Whose name I'm now blanking because he's so Otto. Otto. Yeah, justice for Otto. <laughs> but you know, I don't. For Otto. I don't think our um, editor in chief would appreciate us putting a spoiler in the show title. <gasps> yeah, we can't tell people Otto died. I mean, everybody knows Otto. Y- you know, if we do, somebody will write in and bitch. So, <sighs> overall, money. Overall, the first game, the first game, I really loved how it took its time. And with this game, it felt like it outstayed its welcome a long time ago. And, you know, it's it's really hard to figure out exactly why that is. Any of the things I've probably said in the last like two hours, I guess, would would suffice. And I I'm really kind of sad that I feel that way because the first game was five out of five for me and I want to like it again. And I hope that with the third game, I, I do enjoy it more. I am sincerely hope the rest of the series doesn't have diminishing returns. Did you have you played? Oh, yeah, you played them. I played yeah, they both played three and four. Yeah. So you just mean like for me because you yeah, already you. know. OK, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not playing. I'm going to do there. There was a handy guide published on RP Gamer. <laughs> In what order to play the games on, which I contributed nothing to, but now I'm 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 reaping the benefits. So I'm gonna take a break before going to three and four. I guess I I'm I'm gonna decide to wait for Crossbell, and since I have some time on my hands, I'm gonna go ahead and try the uh, Trails in the Sky games next. There you oh, go. Okay. If you wait for Crossbell, you got a, you got a couple of years. Yeah. So I guess so yeah, I started games. with Cold Steel, and then like after I play all the other ones, I'll come back and maybe at the very end go back and finish Cold Steel. <laughs> Well, as the uh, second most recent completionist of this game, um, I, I just played it in like January and February. Um, like it, it, this game really like cemented its place in my top three RPG series. Uh, Grandia is getting moved out by this series. Um, Rune Factory and Dragon Quest are definitely other top two tiers, but like it, seven games in now, I, I've, I've played all the way up through. I've hit, hit the Crossbell titles. I did all three skies and now two cold steels seven games in like i'm hooked um i maybe not so much as the story as the gameplay it's always fun and just like what pascal said like just i love having so many choices in battle um and figuring out just you know how to make these battles that probably should have been slugfests over in about three minutes um is great and hopefully the hour i do spend on the doing all my ordinances saved by the battles going by fister, faster. But yeah, I just played this in the past two months. Um, once I knew we were putting this on the uh, podcast list for the year, that was really like, okay, I, I got to knock it out. I got to knock it out. Um, I'd already started it a um, little bit at the end of December. And then it, we got our schedule together and I was like, no, I can, I can easily do this in time. And it did. Awesome. I, I think I'm the next in the time time we most recently played list, and that I think I played it in 2018. No, 2019. Um, I, I think I played it for JRPG July that year because I booted up Trails of Well, no, they announced Trails of Cold Steel four, and I realized I need to get caught up on the series, so I'm gonna boot this up and then rush uh, rush through Cold Steel one beat it like on a Sunday afternoon and then immediately popped in Cold Steel 2 afterwards 
because I couldn't just like that that cliffhanger was just too much for me. Like I couldn't imagine having to wait like up to a year for that to conclude. Um, oh, th- oh, Kelly. Yeah. You you don't know what waiting for cliffhangers <laughs> is like. No, I I know what waiting for cliffhangers is because I that's why I waited until second chapter came out before do uh, playing through first chapter. But also, also, I've had too many comic series I've enjoyed to end on a cliffhanger, so I know the pain. But, um, but, but yeah, just playing the two games together back to back that summer, and then c- concluding with Trails One or Trails Two, and being like, okay, uh, I'm guessing going to be waiting a little bit for Trails Three, and then I pre-ordered it because it came out that September, and that it was supposed to come out that September on PS4. And then realized I was going to be in Japan um, that two weeks, and you know didn't want to have have it sitting on the port the doorstep. So I waited for the Switch version of three, and yeah, that that was basically my memories that summer. Um, just playing through the Trail series one and two, and not really much more to it than that. So I guess I'm the last one to go because I played mm-hmm. it when it first came out in English in 2016, and I remember I was playing it. I was playing it. Uh, I remember our former editor in chief, Matt Cunningham. He was playing it at the same time, and we were kind of like joking with one another on Twitter about like Dukayan having all the make Erebonia great again, you know, energy in the game. <laughs> it's the thing that still remember. I still remember all these years later about playing the game. Yeah, I can see that. That's unfortunate timing, and then us talking about it now is unfortunate timing because of the whole war and Ukraine thing and this game kind of ending with an occupation. Yeah. Uh, but I guess that stuff happens. Um, <laughs> sorry, I made that awkward. And yeah, man, yeah, I think... Not since World War II. That stuff usually doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, now it's even more awkward. Um, <laughs> okay, also... so what are the prices for these games? Oh my god, let's see. So, the PS... Where is it on the sheet? There it is. Okay, so you you could get the PS4 physical version around $40, and that's what it goes for on PSN. Um, I'm glad I picked up the PS3 version when I did, because now it has shot up to $60, and I honestly don't know why that version is so expensive. Other than, you know, uh, uh, people trying to buy it because they wanted to save money on the PS4 version, I guess. Um, that that being said, uh, the Vita version has shot up to ridiculous prices, like 90 Um, You know, probably because of the whole Vita store almost shutting down thing, and it didn't. And, yeah. <laughs> and then there's the Steam version that also hovers around $40, and guess what? You're not playing it on your Steam Deck. <laughs> Well, I don't have a Steam Deck, so that's all right. Uh, I don't think anybody but influencers have it at this point anyway, so no loss. But um, yeah, I'd say either the PS4 or the Steam version is your best bet. Um, kind of sucks the Vita version has shot up so much because this is a fun game to play, you know, before bedtime. And the soy code bit kind of breaks it up enough so that you know you can have the pick up and play gameplay and not feel like you're lost. And yeah. T- that was a doozy of a show. Um, we've been going for a while now. That's probably why I'm slightly tired. <laughs> Just a bit. I'm kind of worn out. <laughs> but the, these Trails games, man, they, they're they a treat. Um, if, if you like 
if you like your anime politics and you know corny waifu simulator, you can't go wrong with the Trails games. <laughs> and we'll probably see you in a couple of months for Cold Steel Three. Did I put that one on the schedule? It's yeah. not on the schedule this year. Okay. No. Well, next year that'll give Pascal plenty of time. Pascal's not playing Isn't this that? game for a couple of years, man. Oh yeah. right, he's doing crossbells. He's first. waiting on crossbells. Well. But no, I, I will have crossbells. I'll have. Uh, I'll have Cold Steel 3 complete by the end of the year. It's kind of been my, like, December, January for a couple of years now. Oh, that's true. I, yeah, I, I do getting like in a playing, pattern here. Yeah, I like playing in games in a pattern like that. Mm-hmm. So, and I've been doing, like, two at a time, or at least one and a half at a time. Because, I, yeah, I did the majority of the second Crossbell game, probably, like, 40 hours right before I went straight into this. So, uh, I did 100 hours too, Pascal, but it was a game in two-thirds. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I did. Let's just leave it at that. (laughs) That being said, thank you, Josh. Thank you, Pascal. As always, it's awesome to have you guys on. It was a hell of a show. Everybody give yourself a pat on the head. Yay, we made it. Thank you, Reen. And then, of course, thank you, Matt, for being the best co-host anybody could have, as always. Thank you so much. Thanks for getting this all set up. Yep. You wrangle the cats. I, I just, I do the whole post. Yeah, I mean... Anybody who says they can't herd cats has clearly never uh, had a treat container, but that's another story for another day. Pascal, uh, did you get a treat for being here tonight? No, he got he got oh, head pats. Oh, okay, virtual head pats. Um, that that being said, we shall catch you in another couple of weeks. Where I believe, yeah, we're doing um, bar- barring any disaster. Of course, we're doing uh, the Super Giant special with Bastion and Transistor. So that that's going to be an interesting one. Oh, and I say that, of course, it's going to be interesting because Sam's going to be on. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to miss that. Oh, oh, yeah, you're going to be out. I'll, I'll be gone. That's uh, spring break time in the oh. land of not fast Internet. Well, um, it'll be an interesting show. And thank you. Thank you, the listeners, as always, for coming and hanging out with us for a little bit as we reminisce about old RPGs or somewhat recent RPGs, given that this <laughs> one isn't that old. But yeah. Um, Thanks for tuning in. We shall see you next time and have an excellent day. I'm sure the Azure Knight doesn't have to endure this crap.